Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Ripper, The Teller, and The Gremlin, episode 12 now. Um, yeah, 12. We're, uh, we're getting them wrong a couple of times. We've uh, muddled them <laughs> up, but this is definitely episode 12. Um, so we're going to jump Never straight in. No, no. We're going to jump straight in today with the news. Um, I'm going to kick things off, and I'm going to start <laughs> with some TV news. Uh, the Boys, season two, now out on Amazon Prime. Um, it's, uh, I'm just going to say first and foremost, one thing I didn't like straight away. Your brief impressions, is that what you're going No, for? no, no. Just straight away something I didn't like about the way they decided to do this. Season one was released as one whole thing. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. watch every episode this now. This was a controversy. Yeah, it was yeah. a controversy because they released them weekly and I was not prepared for that because I know, wanted to spam watch. Do you know Amazon were pissed about this? Oh, really? Amazon wanted to release it as a whole thing. Yeah. And the boys' producers went Asked. out of their way and went, no. Because we want the anticipation of weekly episodes. Right, well, I'm going to oh, tell you exactly no. that basically so far there is six episodes out and I watched all six of them in one go. Um, and I wish I didn't because it is pretty intense, especially as it's gone on. Um, but yeah, my, well, before we get on to what I was going to talk about, it, the brief impression I do have, um, I've seen six episodes. I imagine there's going to be about 10. Um, mm-hmm. It's getting really good, but... I'm not going to lie to you. I feel as though it's lost some of its comedy compared to the first season. Um, it's good in oh, its okay. own way, and it still feels very The Boys. But um, it's a lot more social commentary as well. It's a it? lot, yeah. It, it, it still keeps these really, really dark themes um, running throughout, um, and it's very, very. Some of it is just extraordinary. You just sit there with like, like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. But at the same time, I just, I don't know. I can't. I, I can't help but feel like some of the the comedy aspect is is still there, but it's very slight compared to the first season. Sorry, my dog's uh, trying to attack us. <laughs> she was like banging on the door trying to get in. Um, but yeah. So um, anyway, the, the bit of news I was going to talk about was that um, there is news that there's going to be a spin-off series uh, for the boys, and this is going to be focused on young adults, but trying to keep the boys' flair. Um, it's basically going to be about a superhero school that's run by Volt, the company that obviously makes these superheroes in the series. Um, it's uh, I'm really hoping they obviously keep to the extreme, violent, dark, moody, you know, serious themes, but have that fun element to it too. Um, yeah, have it, have it be this wacky coming of age. Yeah, but but don't mm-hmm. I don't want it to like you said we don't want it to get dumbed down and kidded down. No. Just because it's a superhero school, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I really, I really love season one, and season two is in the last few episodes is getting a lot better, and I'm really enjoying it. But um, do you think maybe you haven't enjoyed it as much because <clears throat> with the first season you just consumed it, right? Yeah. And this one, do you I... think because it's been broken up, yeah. it's made the storyline a bit sort of. Um, like flat compared to the viewing experience maybe, maybe but at the same time I, it's not like I watched them one at a time because I did spam all six so that, that, I, that were out so far so, yeah. so I watched it <laughs> right. in the same way I did before and I wouldn't say that I would actually say that probably episodes five and six I enjoyed a lot more than the first one or two um, okay. I, I felt like episode one and two were a bit um, you kind of you know how you know how season one ends, right? Yes. We're about saying too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um, you kind of expect it all to kind of just kick off straight away, and I felt like the first two were just there was only wrong. There was still the gore and the the bloodthirst and that, but it was just a bit bit serious and a bit moody and a bit like. And I yeah, was a bit, like, it's a bit I kind more of, of a slow build up. I thought, yeah, again. it's definitely been a slow building series, and I kind of thought it was going to be explosive from the very get go, and I didn't feel like it was so much. But maybe mm-hmm. I'm just one person's opinion, but but I just thought. 
it didn't hook me from the start like the first season did. Yeah. Um, right. um, but but there's definitely elements of comedy still, and I mean Billy the Butcher is just, I mean he's just <laughs> all the way through. He's brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all I was going to say about that. Really. I mean, how do you feel about a spin-off show? Uh, yeah, I like I like the premise. Like you say, my thing is if they keep the tone, the gore, the atmosphere, mm. but focus it around you know young adults. Yeah. And have this sort of. Um, like it's almost like a, it's like a different take, but don't reinvent the wheel. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So like keep mm-hmm. it really good, mm. but have fun with it. But yeah. don't forget what you are at your core, where it came from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely plenty of that in season two, where you just moments where you just sit there like, I can't believe I just witnessed such horrors. <laughs> um, but yeah, you do definitely need to watch season two because it is definitely good still. Um, but yeah, moving on from that, um, we're going to go to a bit of gaming news. Uh, Everyone, I feel like, knows what the game Among Us is by now. If you don't, yeah, then you're probably I've living under a rock. Recently, so have I. Just because it, I, I never knew about it. Yeah. Obviously, the streamers have, have blown its popularity through the sky. Mm-hmm. God, I'm yeah. Playing a few games is quite fun. Bradley, have you played it? Yes, of course I have. Yeah. yeah so I think everyone, everyone and their grandmother has played this game. Yeah, you've you've got to at least try it. Um, the premise is simple. Uh, if you don't know what it is. It, well, if you don't know what it is, just go watch it. It's not very hard to grasp. But basically, yeah. bunch it's quite of you entertaining in, to watch. It is, yeah. A bunch of you in a spaceship or a space shuttle, um, and one of uh, up to a couple of you can be the imposter, and the rest of you have to go and complete tasks while the imposter has to try and remain hidden and kill everybody else uh, and complete uh, tasks against them. Um, and at any point, you can call for an emergency meeting and discuss who you think the imposter is and vote them out. Uh, and if you're right, you win. If you're not, then back to the You've game. Just murdered a poor innocent person. person for no reason. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really entertaining and great to watch um, and great to play as well. Um, we've all had a go at it. Um, but the reason I'm talking about it is that number two um, has now been cancelled. Um, basically, they've decided that instead of making a sequel game, they will just try and take the current game because the hype it has and build upon it. Um, so they're going to just improve it. Um, and use the basis of this one to kind of just work on it. Um, a bit like Chris said, actually, in the news uh, that Fortnite have done the same thing. Instead of making another game, they just keep, to, they've used the platform. same. It's a platform to use, you know, as a skeleton to and just build evolving, on. keep yeah. growing. And I think in a lot of ways that's better because mm. mm-hmm. I see so Definitely. many games that lose, like the jump they from like, it. yeah, yeah. The, the difference in gameplay or like, or even you just get people go, oh, I wish I could play the maps from the first one in this. Yeah, or, so if you just keep it. Mm-hmm. But, but if you've just got this complete experience, mm-hmm. and like they said, they're not scrapping the second game. No. They're, they're... taking all the improvements from game two, mm-hmm. and they're just going to put it bit in. by bit, patch it into game one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, they've talked about how that's a lot more complicated yeah. than just that because of the, the limitations on the engine they were building as opposed to the engine that this game runs on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a really good thing. And like I say, you're not going to have to pay for a second one now. These are going to be free updates. Yeah, of course. You're so basically if you're getting it, you're a getting sequel it. for free, yeah. you know, in, in, in a lot of ways. Package. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great game. And actually, I'm really surprised. I didn't know either of you had played um, Among Us. So I feel like we're going to have to maybe play this at some point because yeah. it is such a funny game. I, I literally saw a few clips. Yeah. Some stra- some streamers that I don't even watch. Yeah, but I know yeah. they're saw, famous. Yeah, saw them playing it. They were playing it and I watched it. And I was like, you know what? This is actually really do you know where I Do you know where I found out about the game? It wasn't even through streamers. I found out through memes. 
because everyone just kept posting memes <laughs> about how um, Among yeah. Us had more players than Fortnite or something. And I was like, and I was like, what the hell is this game? And I, I kept seeing memes about um, the imposters and like, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is funny and I don't even have any context to it. So I looked <laughs> up Among Us and found it and I was like, oh, okay. And then I, and then I started playing it and I was like, this is actually so fun. It's just such an entertaining game. Um, and would you believe I've played, I would say, I haven't played loads, but I would say I probably played five or six games of it and I've never been the imposter once. Oh. Yeah. Like it's really weird. Some people get picked like over and over again and I've never played as the imposter. Yeah, I watched watched a guy on YouTube called Zanny. Zanny plays. I've Mm -hmm. I've seen him play stuff before. Yeah, yeah. and he was playing it and literally it was hilarious. He's having a mental breakdown because he played like 12 matches in a row and he's, he like, they're like edited extracts, right, all together. And he did 12 matches in a row and every time he was imposter. imposter. And it was just... You know, you just kick it I love about it. the it's best so thing funny. about it is the chat. Like when they're in the meetings, the emergency meetings, it's so funny how Especially people are so yeah. But it's so funny how deceiving people can be. Like how mm-hmm. like and and like you know like when you see someone get kicked out and then they're innocent and you just think, oh, that's so. Whoever the imposter is has really done this. <laughs> I I played a game the other day where the imposter called every single meeting every time. Yeah. And still no one suspected him because the way he, the things he was putting in the chat were making him sound so innocent. And I was like, I actually put a one point. Does, why does he, someone put, he keeps calling the meetings or something. And I was like, that's suspicious. And then, and then he said something and I was like, oh, you know, it's not him. And then literally, and then at the end of the game, I was like, <laughs> it was him. And I was like, oh my God, that like, you're clever. Cause you made convinced Mugged everyone. You all off. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> So moving on from that uh, and on to my last piece of news, um, this is just incredible. So we talked a lot on, about the Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass, Microsoft Game Pass, about mm-hmm. how amazing it is, what a great value for money. Um, yeah. And this is just a little statistic. Um, it's now reached 15 million subscribers um, with, across all platforms, not just Xbox. But um, I mean, that is incredible. We've, we constantly praise the game pass for everything that it brings and it's everything the, that it's, it's the it's the best value for money yeah. in modern gaming it is and um it's like again chris has pointed out here actually microsoft is trying to be net the netflix of gaming and mm. to be fair they're not doing a bad job of it no, and this game pass is incredible and mm-hmm. we were actually talking just before the pod about how many games we've actually downloaded recently off the game pass um Man. strangely enough it's like bradley's forecasting them because every one of bradley's reviews has ended up, on, ended the game up pass. on game pass. <laughs> um <laughs> but but yeah so i mean fantastic and obviously with um uh you know bethesda and all these other titles that are going to be coming onto the game pass um to come and uh, ea and things like that it's only going to get better and better with the releases um yeah, especially plus... as more of their studios you know i think they've got 23 yeah studios that they own out right now yeah. and they're all working on projects of projects in development mm. like mm-hmm. this is a, a plan for the future right yeah so even coming out of the gate even if sony does dominate for the first couple of years which it probably will do because the quality of exclusives they have, mm. but Microsoft's looking at this as the long game, right? Yeah. And, oh yeah, and, and that's sort of I think where you'll look at back in like three, four years and be like, Jesus, look at this catalog, and Sony are still making you pay ninety pounds a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is incredible, and like you say, I've gone on there so many times and found games that I used to play like when I was young and that, and thought, oh, I'm going to download that again just for have the sake of having it, and even mm. if I don't, then play it for God knows how long. It's just the no, the accessibility to it, um, and it's mm-hmm. so easy and simple to just go on there, find a game, and go. I'm going to give that a go. And well, 
like we've said before, so many games that have, you know, you'd, you'd never, never play. play have come out of that and you've you, gone, you I really enjoy this. play Wasteland mm-hmm. 3. Yeah, that's on there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, could look into that. But yeah, so that's really what I was going to say. Just, you know, it's incredible for Microsoft and obviously, yeah, they just need to keep it up because they are doing fantastic. And the Game Pass, like I say, anyone who doesn't own it, you're missing out. Just go and yeah, grab it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the joke being, if you can get Game Pass instead of Xbox Live. Yeah. And Xbox Live is going to cost you like sixty pounds a year anyway. Mm. So you know, Game Pass fifteen pounds a month. Okay, it's an extra, like not good at maths off my head, but that's like an extra forty five quid, right? Right. So you might as well just get that yeah. for a year, pay yeah. the yearly subscription, and then you're paying an extra forty five quid. But then look at all the these games you get, you're gonna yeah. get, you know, for that extra forty five quid. Yeah, exactly. That's you know, you could you spend more on one game. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Exactly that, yeah. Insane. But yeah, um, so that that's pretty much all, all for me uh, for the news. So I'm going to hand it over to Chris. Hello. Well, talking about Microsoft, mm-hmm. um, we've actually, uh, this is hilarious, and I saw this and I was like, oh, I have to talk about this. So right. we spoke before about how Xbox's new naming convention <laughs> is not great, is a bit questionable. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is testament to it. <laughs> and this, yeah. this little story is kind of testament to it, like Jack says. Basically, the Xbox One X, so not Xbox Series X, your next gen, your current gen, your Xbox One X, the sales have skyrocketed for Xbox One X. People keep thinking they're buying the other console. (laughs) People think they're buying Series X and they're buying Xbox One X. Instead of Series X, this was insane though. It was something like two hundred and seventy percent increase in purchases of the of the Xbox One Series X. That is phenomenal. And and I can just see it now. I can see it Christmas. Your mum's told everyone. (laughs) It's under the tree. (laughs) Little Timmy comes to the tree, sees a box shape, (gasps) pulls it out. His friends have already got it. Rips it open <laughs> and he's like, Mum, we've already got this in the living room. Mum, this is this one. This Mum, I've got, I've got that already over there. Oh, and you know, you just imagine it. The pain. The court work. But, but it's, the it's the people that haven't, like, people that aren't parents that have done it. It's the people that have just ordered it thinking, Cool, that was so cheap and that they're going to get it turn up and they're saying, like, cheap you know, Xbox One, that. Yeah, and then and then it turns up and they realise that they've ordered the, the wrong one. Like, yeah, and then you're like, I mean, no, no, you're not looking for an Xbox One. You're looking for an, an Xbox Series, Series X. X. And you know, Microsoft done this themselves. They're going to get a ton of returns. Mm-hmm. As, as much as we praise Microsoft for for a lot of their good practices going into next gen, naming their not. naming is not one of these. No, not compared <laughs> to PlayStation One, Two, Three, Four, Five. Five. <laughs> we know we know the generations there oh god i just it's gonna it's gonna be hilarious because there's just mm-hmm. this is gonna be either gamers who are tired and have made mistakes in ordering this they they should call like they should swap them over and call it like the playstation series x and the ps uh, and the xbox Five, <laughs> <laughs> so that everyone knows the difference yeah what is wrong with deserving the numbers yeah but um yeah, or even it was Project Scarlet at one point. Yeah, yeah. Even that. At least you're never going to get it go. confused. It's yeah. not a bad yeah. name. And like the thing is, is like I always thought that about the Xbox. To be fair, because I remember when the 360 came out, there was rumours. Oh, the next one's going to be the 720 or whatever, and or, or you know, and, and it and, and it wasn't, and it was the Xbox One. I'm like, what happened? They, <laughs> they went from 360 to one. <laughs> oh, well, like, maybe it was like 360, like it did a full turn, and then it was back to like 
number one, like it was starting again. Yeah. All we know is there's going to be weird. a lot of returns. <laughs> be a lot of post-Christmas returns of Xbox Ones. And um, I'm going to, as much as I, I'm, I feel bad for people whose parents have probably got this and yeah. didn't it way, I'm looking forward to those stories, stories. of Christmas. The, the Karens. The heartbreak. The Karens. The, really the rage. <laughs> I'm going to be living for that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But, yeah, Cheers, so... Microsoft. You ruined Christmas. <laughs> Cheers, Microsoft. God damn you, your value for money. Microsoft, then... you ruined Christmas. <laughs> Again. Cheers, Microsoft. Son's crying now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's not good, is it? No. Um, but, yeah, move, moving moving away from that, we got um, a few leaks. Does, that, does anyone know what these leaks were concerning? Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us, though? Starfield. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what this is, but so this is Bethesda's uh, new IP, uh, their first IP in new IP in years, because obviously right. they've been yo-yoing back and forth between Fallout and Elder Scrolls, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so it's sort of we know literally next to nothing about it. Right. We don't even know if these leaks are legitimate. Okay. But a lot of insiders have sort of said this looks like almost to be a controlled leak from Bethesda, right? To try and like generate some generate some hype, generate mm-hmm. some movement, and it looks and sounds very interesting right. if these leaks are to be believed, mm-hmm. because it's kind of like Fallout yep. had a baby with No Man's Sky. Okay, so it's like. A wacky first-person shooter in space where there's, like, space exploration and building and, like, this RPG hybrid that could either, you know, potentially could be absolutely groundbreaking Mm -hmm. or it could just fall flat on its face. It really depends how they go. Um, I mean, I don't know. Are you excited for this, Bradley? I know you're a big RPG guy. Um, I mean, I haven't actually seen anything for it to be honest. There's literally um, just I haven't... pictures. That's all it is so far. Oh, okay. We've... Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen the pictures myself. But um, I mean, yeah, Bethesda have a good track record. So why not? I mean, I'm always up for for seeing what they do. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I mean, let's. I, like you said, these might not even be true. So we got to take it with a grain of salt. But mm. it sounds cool. I mean, the way you're describing it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, th- that part we know is true because this is how Bethesda have just described the game itself yeah. as being... But the, the thing for me is I think their audience at this point is so enriched as RPG players mm-hmm. that if they try to take this too much away from an RPG, then I think it could be an interesting situation. Yeah. I don't think it would be that well received. We kind of like what Bioware did with Anthem. Yeah, but they were like, "Hey, we make world class RPGs, and now we're going to make a looter shooter." Yeah, so I think they will they will walk a very fine line. I think they've got mm-hmm. more lenience in that it is a new IP, right? And they've confirmed that this, well, they haven't confirmed, but from stuff that um, Pete Hines has said in interviews, it kind of sounds like this is going to be an Xbox exclusive. Ooh. straight to Game Pass, straight on there, like hype for this new IP. Well, mm-hmm. they're Xbox exclusive, but anything that is an Xbox exclusive also goes to PC mm-hmm. for, for, for Microsoft, right? Thank so you, Microsoft. The thing, yeah, exactly. So the thing when people say, oh, no, Xbox exclusive, yes, is an Xbox exclusive. But, but you have to look at it more as a 
Xbox's platform. Yeah. So that includes PCs now, right? Screw you, PlayStation. Because you can get all of the Halos on PC now. <laughs> like, they're, they're all in for it. You go on Steam, you can buy Master Chief Collection, and that includes all the Halos except for five. Mm-hmm. Like, is the, 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 the fact is they're not particularly bothered about just having it just be playable no. on Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. happy to have PC gamers within their sphere. Yeah, because we're not going to come into the console wars, so why leave us out? You know? No, and it was nice. It was. Re- I remember when they put ha- a Master Chief Collection on PC. Oh, I remember too. Amount of people <laughs> who lost mm-hmm. their minds and were happy about it. It was and- Reach as well. Was the first one. And I was it, so happy. And even like, I just remember seeing all the Xbox players actually happy to be able to play with PC players. Mm-hmm. And like, there was just this really lovely like spirit of these people who had experienced Halo in their childhood, then moved on to PC, that now could relive that, right? And like, I just yeah. thought it was really nice and wholesome. You know? It was. Thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> Screw you, Sony, again. It's very wholesome to me how, how wholesome you get over Halo. Because you were talking about Xbox and PC as a whole, but then when you started talking about Halo, then you really got into the, like, the deepness of uh, the PC players and the players <laughs> no, I, I just, combining together. I just really like that atmosphere. Yeah, I just really I mean, like yeah. Halo. <laughs> well, yeah, I do really like it. Yeah, yeah. But, but I just, what I mean is, mm. I think Microsoft are looking at it as the right, yeah. right viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. They were like, What's our what's our, our our sphere? Our sphere is Xboxes, PCs, mm-hmm. and phones via our new streaming service. Yeah. So, yes. where any future projects they want to get to as many of those devices as possible, mm. and you know, I think it's a brilliant thing. I think I wish Sony would, because you know, I have a gaming PC. If Sony were like, hey, all our exclusives are going to go on Steam as well, I'd mm. be like. Win-win. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sony, listen. <laughs> Take note. We would want it. We would lap it up and your players would just deal with it. <laughs> You'd make more money. And your players would just deal with it. They would. They'd be like, I hate you now, but they would deal with it. They're not going to move constantly. You want to say? There'd be some hissy fits of the heart. Exactly. But they're children. They're children. So let them be children. You give it to the adults. All right. <laughs> And then there's still people on PlayStation that won't care. So, like, you have those few children on PlayStation that are like, no, no. And you're just like, ignore them. Share with everyone. You know, keep, keep away from Xbox, you know, if you have to. That's fine. I understand. But PC isn't part of that. If you have to. Yeah. Like, it is, though, isn't it? Like, obviously, yeah. Xbox is got to tell PC gonna... PS players that their console's better because otherwise... But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> If it does happen, PC just continues to be the best place to game, right? Exactly. Maybe that's what they fear. <laughs> they fear you. you yeah, they fear you, PC what's players. What's the point in buying a bit of Sony hardware if you can just get it on your gaming? Oh, I suppose. I never really thought about it from that. I angle. guess if you, yeah, yeah, you're then you. Microsoft's then- all for it. They're like, go on then, more Windows, more like you yeah. know, they're well up for it. Whereas Sony, are like, no, this is the last then, stand. Then we lose <laughs> our PlayStation Six. Um, well PlayStation 700 (laughs) well I think we've got quite off track from the league yeah sorry Um, but I I think we're all pessimistically quite excited about Mm. it even you are quite interested aren't you yeah I'm interested yeah definitely Uh, and I I actually got a little tidbit here as well this this is I've gone for four news pieces yeah go on I've I've been a bit greedy go on Um, fill your boots so this little bit is we actually got some information from Bethesda 
about how much Elder Scrolls has worked, is, has, has generated in revenue, mm-hmm. the franchise, the IP. Mm-hmm. And this was really interesting to me because, come on, you know Fallout and Elder Scrolls are big IPs, yeah, right? Yeah, of course they are, yeah. Mm-hmm. But have you guys got any estimates at how much you reckon this has... That this is for Elder Scrolls specifically. I have no idea. Do they have a stat for Elder Scrolls and then just Skyrim separately? No. So Elder oh, Because that's what I want to see. I want to see what the whole franchise has done and how stop. much of that is Skyrim. I'm not going to guess because I can see it. <laughs> well, looking at it. So it's actually 3.05 billion USD. In revenue, wow. that's across its uh, the, that's across the IP's entire existence. Yeah, see, that's why I want to know what what just what Skyrim has is brought three, in. Three three billion of that is Skyrim. I, <laughs> Probably. I, I actually think <laughs> most of this money is from Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, I bet. Oh yeah, I suppose mm. that also. I'm thinking just Even mainline games. That. Even yeah. I had Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. quite enjoyed that. I, yeah, I, I, it was like a hundred gig to download. I jumped down like, <laughs> and you were like, whoa, yeah. you got to tell me about these things, man. Yeah, I remember Elder Scrolls Online. I deleted it Damn. Face. But yeah, I mean, so we're not, you know, this is people, because there's been a lot of debate, especially from these PS4 fanboys that the glory days of Bethesda are in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. And that Microsoft are inheriting these studios that were once in high reputation, but have since sort of dimmed with, mm-hmm. you know, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, and all they these... They can't ever just be happy for us, can they? No, they can't. No, they can't, <laughs> just, they can't just go, oh, that's cool, they've never changed a couple of years. I mean, I love you say us, no, I but, know, you're, but I mean, a, you're a PlayStation gamer as well. I have you a, love exclusives. I have a PlayStation, just for the exclusive, yeah. But, but yeah, I'm always same. going to be an Xbox slash Microsoft boy at heart. Mm-hmm. But um, PlayStation, this is my secondary. But yeah, so you know, this is that's huge, right? I mean, I know Microsoft bought them for six point five billion. Yeah. Um, but you know, the these are not small IPs. No. Like it just goes to show you Microsoft are not playing around. No. Like they're just gonna grow and grow and go. And when they have that next Microsoft convention with all their IPs on the background, yeah. the, the best one I saw was, did you see the Doom and Master Chief stepbrother yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. I love all these memes where it's just Doom guy and he's like, but I don't want to play with him. And he's like, go play with Master Chief. Yeah, yeah. you will play with Master Chief. <laughs> I just, oh, they're great. They're absolutely great. And so the last little bit of news we'll move on to today, from, from me anyway, um, is we got some more Marvel news. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I spoke about Marvel news last week. Mm-hmm. So I'm all in there. I'm all in for this. I'm on, I'm on the Marvel hype train, you know, okay. if you will. Marvel train to hell. Wow. Okay. So I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, so we got two details that I found really interesting. One's a rumor and one's uh, not a rumor, one's confirmation. We had a reveal that we're getting a Nick Fury centered series on disney plus mm-hmm. so samuel jackson doing his best samuel super jackson. super agent doing his best samuel jackson impression <laughs> <laughs> um and if the rumor for this is to be believed it looks like it's it might be centering around the secret invasion storyline right which is where basically these shape-shifting aliens invade earth and replace the heroes that would make sense following um, the end of which film where at the end he's on he's in a spaceship, isn't he? Captain Marvel. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's the end, and Ed, yeah. Scene for I thought Marvel. it was Endgame. Or it might be Endgame. Yeah, because in Endgame, do you remember at the end, someone's in the car and they're actually aliens in disguise, and then no, that's Spider-Man Two. Oh, that's it's it. Spider-Man yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Home. Home. No, uh, Far From Home. Far From Home. That's yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. He's, in, he's in space then, isn't he? On the yeah. ship with the. So and, maybe it does. And they said he's going to be the head of Sword. Yeah. Which is the intergalactic version of Shield. Yeah, Sword Shield makes sense. So, um, <laughs> Shield on Earth, Sword in Space. Yeah. Sword Shield makes sense. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Like, he's not going to call it anything random. <laughs> it would really annoy me if it was called Shield and the other yeah. one was called like like body spray or like something. <laughs> You imagine that meeting though. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> General, what's the um, what, what's the, the division going to be called? Sword. Sword. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you're inventive. Wow. <laughs> you went from shield to sword. You really are genius. And then, uh, so so that's all we really know about this Nick Fury series. Mm. But it sounds quite exciting. Yeah. I love Samuel Jackson. Um, in anything. In anything. <laughs> Uh, and I actually really love, love his Nick Fury. Yeah. And you know, if they, he's not going to sign on for a, a, a rubbish script at the no. end of the day. Well, no. old old school snakes on a plane. Yeah. Samuel yeah. Jackson would have, but yeah. I feel like modern Sam Jackson is a lot more. Um, yeah. A lot more like he 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 chooses what he he wants to do, what he finds interesting, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Mm-hmm. Um. So the second bit of Marvel news. Uh, which led on from this is the the rumor mill absolutely exploded really, and this is regarding uh, Doctor Strange two, the multiverse of madness. I don't like this already. I don't like where <laughs> this is going. So I really like the premise of this film because it's <laughs> it is multi. It's a multiverse yeah. movie, so it's going to to different mm-hmm. parallel universes, right? Yeah, I like the principle of the film. Yeah, and they've talked about how this. <laughs> is going to be the civil war of this phase. Yeah. So a lot of people felt thought civil war was like Avengers 2.5, mm-hmm. where it was Captain America centric, but it had so many of the Avengers in it, right? Yeah. So they're pegging this as Avengers 4.5, right? where Doctor Strange is, is the main character, but Avengers are going to be like Avengers galore. They're yeah, going to be yeah. everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. And we've already got confirmed that Wanda's going to be in it. And I'd assume maybe Vision, if, if Wanda's going to mm. be in it, they're bringing back somehow. And there's been a rumour that Mark Ruffalo's Hulk's coming back into it, mm-hmm. which I'm always on board for. I really like Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is this is the meat and bones of the rumour. Don't do it. So, as we know, a lot of actors have been in the running for Captain America and Iron Man mm-hmm. before the actors we love, Chris Evans and yep. Downey Jr., got the roles. Yep. And... We this rumor states that John Krasinski, uh, I can't say it, but the Quiet Place director, yeah, 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 John, John Krasinski. Krasinski. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I need a pronunciation. Who was <laughs> he? Was the second runner-up for Captain America? He nearly landed the Captain America role. Yeah. This rumor says that he's going to be playing an alternate version of Captain America. I, I don't even dislike that though, because he's I cool. actually, he's a really cool actor and he, I mean, he's got the body build for it or could have potentially. He'll work he, out. he can work out, but it, like he's been in stuff before with that sort of build. And he, okay, I've seen him with things with beards, but if he was clean shaven, I imagine he can look quite clean cut as well. Like, you know, Captain America style. sort. Of. So I'm not even against that. It's, it's what you're about to say. That's just, go on. And the second one is, we could see Tom Cruise oh. as Iron Man. No. 
Oh, so, I don't know about that. Obviously, I, I hadn't heard this, and that's the that's the first time. Was well, clearly Jack had. <laughs> I'd heard, Bradley. I'd heard. But yeah, but Bradley. Bradley oh, just no. picture the Iron Man costume, about five foot tall. Yeah, I was gonna and say then, he's so and tiny. Then the, and then when the helmet flicks down, imagine Tom Tom Cruise's cheesy grin with those fake teeth, and just it just makes me feel awkward. Well, well, I like really I love Tom Cruise. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I love sure. Tom Cruise, but just I'm not sure this is right. Well, well here's the thing, Bradley. He was actually going to play Iron Man before, before yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Right. So they're and just bringing in the pit. They're like, oh, who, um, yeah. who was the person that was getting... Oh, yeah, Tom Cruise. Who was the, the first <laughs> so, so he was, he, <laughs> he was going to have the role and then he thought it was too much of a risk and that it, could, it, couldn't, it wouldn't go anywhere. Mistake. So he decided to not take the role. Which oh, led, really? Which led to Robert taking the I role. I didn't know that. That's and awful. Yeah, God, he did. God Imagine did. how he must feel now. Well, he got approached... Well, actually, the joke is he, he was never actually locked in. He was approached to do it, and he read the script, and he thought it was a joke, and he said he wouldn't do it. And then Robert Downey Jr. pretty much begged John Favreau um, to have the role. Thank God he did. You know, uh, and... Uh, the only other guy who was in the running as well was um, Justin Hammer from mm-hmm. Iron Man Two. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. was also in the in the running for. To, uh, he would have been good. Yeah, he'd have been. All he, right, he's yeah. good. As it's well. just it's hard to picture anyone other than Robert Downey Jr. Though it's like the Bradley for me. I said, you know, the bit where um, him and Captain America are arguing, and he says, "Take away the suit. What are you?" And he goes billionaire playboy philanthropist just just picture that same scene but with yeah. Tom Cruise looking right up at Captain America <laughs> looking from really smart <laughs> looking at his, looking at looking at his ab height because he's but, too yeah tall. like it they just, could do some some camera trickery you know no magic. I know I know they do but yeah. what I mean is Tom just, Hardy was five inches yeah, yeah. smaller than Christian Bale yeah, yeah they made him wear high heels yeah. when he played Bane Bane yeah no, I know they could I just <laughs> I struggle to see Tom Cruise in that role but you know, I know that. did you not Bradley I didn't know that was hilarious. That's the episode yeah. title, I think. Bane wears heels. <laughs> Bane in my heels. Imagine the artwork. I can see it already. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, uh, Bane wears Prada. Can't you've done <laughs> this again. Bane wears Prada. I'm just like... I'm like <laughs> we were joking about you maybe coming up with the title again. Yeah. It's done it three weeks in a row. Oh, it's going to be my hidden <laughs> Oh, um, I like it, but yeah, or or, to, or you could have like top Tom Cruise, like something about Tom Cruise. I'll have a thing about Tom Cruise and Iron Man too. I'm kind of in clever, um, but yeah, no, I don't like that. But I'm I'm still really interested for the film in all seriousness. I I I like Doctor Strange the movie, and I really like the um, the concept. Yeah, so I'd be interested. What about you, Bradley, mm-hmm. what we, we you sort of you've had a little. Uh, bit, what are you feeling about this? No, yeah, it sounds really cool. I, I love. Smile. Yeah, I'm literally just thinking of Tom Cruise in high heels now. But are you um, okay? <laughs> <laughs> just mixing everything together. No, I, I think it sounds really cool. I'm not sure about um, Tom Cruise, but I like John Krasinski, and I think he could be really cool in that role. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, uh, multiverse. And the other I'm one was actually, um, I remember correctly, they were saying. Alexander Skarsgård was actually in the running for four. Okay. So you could see Alexander Skarsgård mm. as four oh, as he well. he is a Scandinavian, so yeah. he's got that. That would be cool. Um, <laughs> unlike Mr. Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. unlike our Aussie. <laughs> our Aussie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, like I say, I, I, I really like the sound of this. This is just a rumour, so everyone listening take this with a grain of salt. But I wouldn't be surprised by this. Like, 
if if they turned around to Tom Cruise, gave him a, uh, a script and said, hey, we'd like you to be Iron Man as a one-off in this movie, I bet Tom Cruise would be all over that. Oh, yeah, probably. I reckon he'd yeah. love it. Now that he realises how much money that character's worth, yeah, probably. Like, how much money can I raise for my Church of Scientology? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, sadly the end of my news for this week. Oh. I believe Bradley has some stories. I do. And funny enough, we've all got a little bit to say about Microsoft. Yeah, which I only realised, you know, after seeing the... Yeah, yeah, we've all, we're all just super, you know, Xbox fanboys, clearly. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, my piece of Microsoft news isn't um, very long. It's it's just that uh, Microsoft is reportedly looking to acquire more studios, um, and which in itself is kind of you know straight after you know this huge Bethesda. huge deal with ZeniMax getting things like Bethesda and uh, uh, its software. They're they're already saying that. Yeah, no, we're definitely going to be getting more. Like that—that's not our cap. We're not going to spend like what is it, like six point five, seven point five billion, and then just stop. That's 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 ridiculous. We're obviously going to yeah. uh, go and get more content. Um, and the rumor is that they have eyes on Sega next, which would be huge. God, yeah. Like, I mean, say everybody probably knows about you know some form of of Sega game at this point. Do you know Sega's what that includes for... as well, Bradley? That has me a little bit hyped. Sonic. Yeah, but do you know what specifically <laughs> that I talk about on this podcast all the time? Sega owns Creative Assembly, who makes Total War. Oh, really? Yeah, Sega oh, owns I, Yeah, I did know that, actually. So I'm like, Total War on Xbox, yeah. baby! Even though yeah. it would not be anywhere near as good as the PC version. I'd still kind of... Oh, obviously it. not. Yeah, you'd still edge away, but it's nice to have it on, on a platform you love. So, But yeah, obviously, like I said, Sega is just a rumour. I don't know... Um, I don't actually quite know where it started, to be honest. Um, but that is the rumor. Um, and obviously, this they have said that they're looking to acquire more studios, but it could be years from from now. Obviously, like I said, this was a hugely expensive deal for them um, acquiring ZeniMax. So it, it isn't like a guarantee that they're saying we're going to acquire more. You know, in the coming months, um, could be years. Yeah, it could be down um, the track, can it? Yeah, but obviously that's really cool. Uh, in my opinion, obviously I want to hear you guys' opinion. Uh, but I think it's really cool that they're still looking to acquire more studios. Um, just for the the whole future of of Game Pass and that ecosystem that they're building, mm. which you know you can call us fanboys if you want, but I, generally I was like say this time last generation, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I I stuck with an Xbox One, but PlayStation were by far the better company, yeah. putting out better games. They were yeah. even a bit more consumer friendly than Xbox were. But but this generation Just changed. Yeah, you cannot talk about how consumer friendly Microsoft has been mm-hmm. and how they're in a position where they could take a bit of a, cause people said, you know, Netflix, you know, doesn't make money. It's like an investment for the future. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from this angle as well, game pass probably isn't making them much money at all with all these studios they're acquiring at the minute, but it's an investment for the future. And the more, the better it gets, the more I'm like, this is just amazing for people who haven't got much money. Like, yeah. And that's the reason why I love it because I'm like, this will help people become gamers and be comfortable and not have to stress and not have to worry about a hundred pounds a game. Mm. Like, I just think it's amazing from that consumer value, you know? Mm-hmm. No, and I, I just think it's really cool that they're actually kind of coming through with, with 
the things they're acquiring. I mean, um, Doom Eternal is actually coming to Game Pass uh, in October, which is so soon after. So I'm now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. So, um, yeah. Jack, any, any thoughts? Um, yeah, no, I mean, it is, it's like I say, uh, like you say, you can't fault them for how incredible what they've been doing has been um, and the way they are. But um, yeah, I mean, it's great that they're obviously looking to just continue to expand this way. And uh, Great for everyone but Sony families. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so well, are there any studios you'd like them to, to gobble up? Oh, well, I, I just quickly before we give that one, I mm. think that this gives massive precedence. I I think they wanted Rocksteady. Mm. I think they wanted Warner Bros. Gaming as yeah, well. Yeah. Could oh, you, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Could when, you when they were they, if that, they yeah. grabbed Warner Bros. and then they'd announced they'd grab Bethesda as well, mm-hmm. like that would have been uh, that would have been that's like console general war winning. Yeah. Right is, there yeah. with like all the Batman games on Game Pass, all the uh, Bethesda games yeah, on Game yeah. Pass. It's just mm-hmm. that would just have been a knockout. Right? I actually don't know what, what I, no, I can't. Off the top of my head, think of someone. Mm, yeah, I guess. But you're like you're you're like uh, sucker punch. <laughs> yeah. Could, could they buy sucker punch? Oh yeah, yeah. Take, <laughs> take go some tumor away from uh, just to spite them all. Um, yeah. yeah, take uh, sucker no, punch games. Sucker punch are doing good with Sony. I think. Yeah, they are. They're very. They're a very consumer friendly company. And they're oh, doing um, Oh, no, I, can't. I would want them to grab Ubisoft. Yeah, Ubisoft, I yeah. I really would. That would be so big. Rockstar. I, I, I think Ubisoft and X. Rockstar, yeah. Finally get GTA 6 I out. You can, get GTA, you can get GTA 5 for the next 10 years because they're never going to make GTA 6. <laughs> just expansions of GTA 5. I don't think they could afford Rockstar. No, I don't think they could afford There's it either. There's so much money yeah. from GTA Online yeah, yeah. That, uh, that that revenue, I don't know the statistics. I was going to say, I'd be interested to know insane. that. Yeah, it would be, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, what about you, Bradley? Who who would you be interested in them acquiring? I don't. I don't really know. I just want them to grab everything before Sony if, gets. Is, if this is going to be the way it goes, you know, I just want them to start grabbing things like. Take every. So, Sony's not making any moves yet, so I'm okay. But you know, and then I'll let them grab things at their own pace. But as soon as as soon as Sony strikes back, I'm like Microsoft, grab them all, grab them all, because <laughs> I know I that I'll lose like, them on PC. I would quite like to see Microsoft save Bioware from EA. Mm. I quite like to see them come in and, cool. and Dice. Just just grab Dice and Bioware, drag them mm-hmm. away from EA. <laughs> mine. Let them, let them keep mine their now. sports games. <laughs> You're mine now. <laughs> and uh, save those two studios. Um, and then if, if you do that, you're Microsoft and you go, boom, we are now the RPG kings with Bethesda, Obsidian, In Exile, Bioware. Boom, motherfucker. Yeah. Cheers, EA's crying now. <laughs> yeah okay so moving on to my next piece of news um again relating to the whole idea of um game pass and and now uh it becoming a cloud streaming service uh amazon have actually announced amazon luna um which is amazon's own version of a game streaming service um it's looking obviously to be competition for the current market which is mainly filled with stadia um and now uh xbox 
is it called xbox uh x cloud isn't it yeah x cloud they just throw in x's randomly um <laughs> it's a random letter to throw in as well isn't it? it's literally it was just because xbox but if you've already got the xbox surely you don't need another x because it's just xbox x cloud <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know xbox, 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 xbox. Xbox. Microsoft know why they're naming things <laughs> but anyway that's cloud x for series x <laughs> that's the current um market for the the whole uh game streaming there is others but they're they're the kind of dominating names right now um and obviously it's looking to kind of make its mark uh the starting price is uh five dollars 99 per month which would probably be five pound a month here Um, and you can actually play across two devices simultaneously in up to 4k 60 fps obviously providing the game supports it um and they will have uh, more than 100 games available. Uh, it is currently uh, launching in beta for like uh, select users in America, so it's not quite ready yet. Um, mm. But yeah, we'll have those those hundred games part of as part of that subscription fee, um, okay. which they call the Luna Plus channel. Um, there's also a controller, which uh, isn't. It is an option. It's not compulsory. Like, I'm pretty sure Stadia is um, compulsory. Compulsory, yeah. You yeah, whereas, yeah, which is kind of you know a bit upsetting. But the the controller is um, optional. And to be fair, they've actually got this really good idea of the controller connects directly to the service, so it actually reduces the latency from from inputs because yeah, you're wow. connecting. Yeah, it's because you're connecting to the service rather than connecting to your device. Um, which I thought was a really cool idea. Um, that's listed at forty nine ninety nine dollars, um, so you know, pretty average price for a controller nowadays. Um, but like I said, you can still play with a mouse and keyboard or um, other controllers. I'm not sure about next gen controllers. I'm pretty sure it's only current gen controllers that have been uh, confirmed. Um, but yeah, it's not on consoles yet because you know obvious reasons game Pass is on xbox and sony has its own but like version that is uh ps now i think it is yeah, PS so obviously they're not quite ready to to integrate these types of thing uh, types of things um the bit that did get me is that it's available on apple devices oh really mm-hmm it's oh. available on ios and i've just got available on apple and i've just got what <laughs> just like excuse me is is apple okay like why does it just want to pick fights with random people <laughs> yeah why did it say no to um x cloud from Microsoft exactly but yeah gaming that's the biggest like thing that i've found when i started researching luna is apparently it's on apple and like people are like wow what have they done to apple to make them like yeah, you know what? what have they offered to to allow this they they must have offered what some like some sort you of pay the devil <laughs> yeah exactly like why it, it can't be a simple case of um you know they've said yes to amazon but not to xbox so clearly amazon are offering something that xbox aren't um but yeah so that's crazy um one of the cool things with luna as well is that twitch is integrated so uh it'll be really easy to kind of stream. twitch streamers yeah to, to stream and i know that stadia has um youtube integrated because uh, obviously google um you know, and Twitch is obviously owned by Amazon, so it, they're basically using their assets uh, yeah. wisely. But obviously, in my opinion, Twitch is a bigger platform for streaming than YouTube is like currently. I'm not saying yeah, YouTube isn't a big platform, but Twitch is the number one it's, streaming it's, platform. It's not really got the um, you know the optimization for streaming, though, has it? To yeah. Extent. 
like yeah, the tools not, just aren't yeah. there for streamers exactly um and the last thing i wanted to say about it is that it's um they've actually partnered with ubisoft um so that big titles like valhalla will actually be the on the service at launch wow. which yeah which is crazy so really from what i'm gathering so 5.99 dollars a month uh to play their library of games um it, it's just wiped stadia completely yeah. off the floor the like massacre, isn't it? especially with games like valhalla being on that service at like at launch mm. stadia i'm pretty sure you have uh to pay f- for the service buy the games and buy the potentially buy the hardware and potentially pay um for the like the plus the premium if you want just to access the game so you could do that instead of buying some of the games mm. um whereas this is 599 uh you can use your own controller uh mouse and keyboard if you want and you get access to those games yeah. like this seems like a real competitor to uh xbox's uh, xcloud yeah to game pass which you know so so how do you guys feel about you know amazon trying to get the fingers in the pie yeah, I, f- I think competition's good, um, in, it, always, Definitely. in any industry. Um, it sort of may, may forces them to give you the best deal, right? And mm-hmm. they've sort of said without, without being damning that they've learned from Stadia's mistakes. Um, and it looks like they have. And I, I, believe, I don't know if this is right, Bradley, but I believe they've said that as this grows, they will look at doing channels, as they've called it, for individual developers, so for like yes. two pound ninety nine or whatever a month, you could subscribe to Ubisoft's development channel. Yeah, which is why they have all... their Luna Plus channel, is what it's called, because it's yeah. it's there that they've kind of collected games. So yeah, that, and there will be like other be. options where you just get like certain games from different like channels, right? Mm-hmm. Which okay. is really cool. Yeah, so you just pay for what you want, basically, to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Yeah. So I just think it's really interesting. It's really cool. What about you, Jack? You sort of. Mm. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I agree. It's not the game pass. No, no, I agree. <laughs> Any you know, it's, it can be great, um, and you know, welcomed and everything. Um, I'll be interested to see how it works, and you know, what happens with it down the line. Um, it's just not something that sparks my interest massively off. You know, the initial. Mm-hmm. Initial, initial talking about it but um but yeah i would obviously be interested in looking into it at least and seeing where i mean the other cool thing is that because it is amazon there is a chance that they will uh either put it as part of the prime package or release a version of prime with it in oh, wow. because they love to do amazon that kind prime of thing everything yeah. That would be a yeah amazon prime has prime video it has uh, prime delivery it has uh, optimus prime Optimus Prime. It has driven by Optimus Prime. So, so yeah, they love to like do this all-encompassing Prime. So, it might like. I mean, obviously, I could be completely wrong, and they want to ke- keep it completely separate. But it, the way that they've been doing their business model, there's a chance that this could be you know come under that prime banner which would be really really insane, good because prime's already something that is super worth it if you're into any of those things you know mm. um i mean so many people order off of amazon so having prime is just you know it's just it's just That's there a- it's exactly it's just like you know oh i need to order something no worry about delivery no worry about how long it's going to be there it's probably going to be there today uh, tomorrow if not today um so they've got all these like really cool things that 
people just pay for anyway because it's quality of life type things and then they could throw that in maybe increase the price a little bit or maybe just have a separate prime package like you know prime basic prime prime Mm. Yeah. Prime, 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 you get a free matrix of leadership. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I just think I also really like the name Luna. I'm not going to lie. I think yeah, it's, it's nice, a really, isn't it? it's a really nice sounding My mate's dog's uh, platform. Oh, <laughs> no, not Freddie. No, no. I but, swear uh, that, that dog's, the husky's called Luna. That's Tallulah. <laughs> Tallulah. Tallulah. But yeah, that's a bit, yeah same no. thing. Yeah. So, but the only thing this does make me go off to Bradley mm-hmm. is google stadia you need a revamp you desperately (laughs) i thought you meant about amazon it's like no it's just about stadia being bad again no they just they need to look at this and 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 just you know relaunch revamp rethink and 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 try to be competitive because i i I want them to be competitive i don't want them to just be this joke that we just take shots at every episode oh no definitely not yeah I mean, Google's huge. It's not that they don't have the funds to like completely, you know, like reimburse this and repump into this. It, it's literally just a case of, I think, maybe it's just doing really well and we just don't know. I don't we think, just, we I just assume it's being too optimistic all of a sudden. Well, like, why? Why would they just let it sit there? Like, surely we'd have had some news like, oh, okay, we understand the stadium is a bit bad and we're going to do something about it. Like, Google's not a company that, you know, Sits quietly, Bradley. I think they're just sitting there. That is probably it. Just, just leave it. It will fix itself. I think (laughs) threw themselves into gaming without any gaming expertise or knowledge, and now they're in this hole, and they're Mm -hmm. just like, "What do we do?" That's Mm -hmm. what. Or, or behind the scenes, they are revamping things. Mm. That's the only other thing. That would be nice, you know, to know that, you know, especially for peace of mind for them. (laughs) They've got, they've got it, you know, being revamped ready to release and it's um, it's like maybe maybe they're revamping it now and they're going to launch it alongside luna and be like well there you go amazon <laughs> i don't think so a boy, a boy can dream uh, yeah well, I, I think somehow luna's going to come out there's going to be two people in this race and stadia will just be a forgotten and, and memory playstation is still like no we're not interested <laughs> yeah we don't want to yeah, playstation okay. are so strange playstation have this platform but they just don't push it it's just like it's just there if you want it you have it if you don't don't worry about it and it's only the old games you won't get it yeah exactly it's so strange (laughs) sony is sony they'll always be a bit different but um yeah so moving on to my last piece of news today um and i've actually just titled it ex-blizzard employees now (laughs) basically uh mike morheim um the co-founder of former ceo of blizzard entertainment has created a new company uh, and it goes by the name of Dream Haven, which sounds quite nice, to be honest. Um, it's not. And it's, yeah, Dream Haven. It's really cute. Um, but it's filled with ex-Blizzard employees. Um, you know, a lot of people that weren't happy with how Activision were handling um, Blizzard Entertainment. And, you know, you can actually go on uh, and view a lot of the, the employees' profiles. And some of them have been there, like, upwards of 25 years. And you're thinking, wow, like, they've left for this um, because of how unhappy they were with, you know, with their creative um, possibilities, like, being hindered. Um, and they already have two development studios called uh, Moonshot uh, Studios and Secret Door. So even these names are quite cool. They're quite different. 
Um, and they've basically said that they just want to focus on making good games rather than just making money, which is what Activision have had them doing, um, pumping out, you know, content to make money rather mm. than to be an enjoyable experience. Um, Activision and I'm just thinking... So how can it make more money? Mm. What else can you add in? That's literally what it's been like, is, is, you know, Activision, or from what we know, like, you know, and what the kind of has been said behind the scenes is, is what Activision is like, is a bit like, you know, meet your deadlines, get us money. <laughs> like, that, that's kind of the way they've been pushing them. And it's just really promising that these, you know, incredible developers, because Blizzard Entertainment have produced really high quality um, games that have these really meaningful worlds, um, yeah. to a lot of people and to have the co-founder and former ceo to be the founder of this you know Dreamhaven uh studio is is quite cool and then just to have all this talented development team and and like stolen you know, from blizzard <laughs> yes yeah, stolen from blizzard to be making games that they want to make rather than you know making games to make money it's just yeah it's just really nice and I, i'd recommend going on their website is, is the last thing i have to say about it um uh, just because it's really cute shame <laughs> is what i've got i am um, i i strangely enough i can actually like i know it sounds really silly but i i you know when like you start load up a game and it obviously brings up the, the makers and the teams involved yeah. i actually can just picture Dreamhaven and actually thinking oh they make great games and like in the future and yeah, like, exactly. oh, Dreamhaven, you know it's going to be a good game if it's made by Dreamhaven. Yeah, it's not it sounds I mean. nice it has it a nice ring tongue in cheek as well yeah. doesn't it because it's like they loads the dream. Cause, yeah because it's like the dream place to work for all these yeah. developers who've run away from mm-hmm. the greed of activision exactly they it's a dream haven, haven. Haven. yeah which is is weird it's like you know it's nice and weird at the same time but but yeah, go check out their website if uh, if you get a yeah. moment. Just just because it is so damn cute. Like they have all the profiles for the like the, the people that are working there, which is why I know. Like I read oh, a few of them. Um, I don't think it's all. I don't know because there's there's not that many on there. But they put like, like twenty or so people listed on there, and it might just be because they're still small and they're growing. Um, yeah. But <laughs> all of the profiles. Um, they look like they've just been uh, given to the people like the is the profile and they've been said like um write something about yourself it could be anything and and you go and look at their profiles and it'll be like favorite animal and then they'll have like a dinosaur listed and the next person will be like favorite music like and they'll just have random facts about yeah. themselves yeah, yeah. and i was like it's such a cute way to interact with the developers to Down make to it us. feel like yeah, yeah. yeah to make it feel like it's not the this big ceo oh, company CEO that's like yeah, yeah yeah and i was like this is so cute and this is how like development companies really should be so kind of get that interactivity because a lot of the time we kind of go online and and just post things and that's how developers see things but you know if we can kind of um interact with them in this way where we know a bit about them we know what they're like it's just really nice it just creates a really nice environment but yeah their website's super cute it's just, it made me smile <laughs> but yeah so that is all my news um i'm assuming you two don't have anything else to say on that no no, no. no. uh so news. yeah news concluded sorry there was no uh <laughs> corporate beef um oh, yeah well yeah. i mean well i talked about microsoft but it was all good to be honest so um 
Yeah, no, no corporate beef. You didn't even get a uh, energy drink company having a go at a game. <laughs> nope, no corporate beef at all. We're slowly whittling out. Maybe the world's going to peace. Yeah, imagine that. No. So, you're anyway. too optimistic. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Moving on to our solo reviews this week. And I have uh, picked a game to do this week that uh, I've played over the past week, and that is Darksiders Genesis. So Genesis uh, came out in last year, I believe, 2019. It uh, came out towards the end. Um, and it's more of a spin-off, really, of the franchise um, than a... Like, I mean, it's set way before the, the mainline games anyway, so already so, it's a bit of a spin-off. So but... this isn't the one where you play as the Fury, as the chick? No, so that's Darksiders 3. I could review that if you want. I... Uh, um, I have played that, um, and I actually really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, so this is this is the time. this is the top down isometric type thing. I, I couldn't figure out. I'm pretty sure it's isometric, but I didn't want to like outright say that. So, yeah, so th- that this is one of the things I wanted to talk about. It's it's like when you go online, it's compared heavily to Diablo. But the problem is the only similarity, in my opinion, to Diablo is the top down isometric camera view. Um, and I, I see, because I wanted, uh, I, I googled like games like Darksiders Genesis because I wanted to see what other games there were like this. And um, they just give you like Diablo, Path of, uh, Path of Exile, and all games that aren't like this. And I was like, just because they share a camera <laughs> doesn't mean that they are the same. Yeah. So what this game is, is a hack and slash, essentially. It is a, you know, combat focused game. Um, that is, you know, pretty much the gist of it. It's quite a simple game. Um, there is complexity to it, but at its core, it is, you know, the the best part about it is the hack and slash element. Um, so there's two characters um, that play very differently. And those two Hello. dark side is games. Sorry, you cut out there, Bradley, a little bit, but you said oh. there was two characters and they play differently. differently. Yeah. Two characters are War and Strife. Yeah. So if you've played uh, any of the Darksiders before, you play as the Four Horsemen, um, which aren't the typical Four Horsemen. Uh, they've kind of changed it a little bit, I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah. from the biblical sense. Um, War, Strife, Fury, uh, and Death are the four in this kind of world mm-hmm. that they've set up. War's um, from the first one, isn't it? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. War is um, from the first game. He was the first character introduced into this kind of, you know, um, Darksiders world. And um, he plays very much uh, the same. He is a melee slash combo based character. Um, So if you played the first game, you kind of feel a familiarity. Uh, He's not the exact same, obviously. Like they have changed him since Um, the first game, like 10 years old, maybe more. Um, but yeah, so he, he is very similar. Um, and Strife is, uh, not new to the franchise. Obviously we always knew about him, but he's, he's the first time, uh, it's the first time we've ever played a Strife. And the cool thing about Strife is actually very different, not only to war, but to every other character we've played as, um, because in two, we played as death and then in three, we played as fury. Um, and Strife is actually a very, uh, ranged focused character. So he has different ammo types, um, and he's, he's very focused on um, being agile and kind of staying away from the thick of it and kind yeah. of pumping in like damage from afar. Um, 
but yeah, you, you can switch uh, characters at any time in the game and you will need to if you play um, on your own. But the game is so much more fun in co-op and that's kind of why um, we got the game. We kind of wanted some, uh, another co-op game uh, after Remnant. And uh, I'm a fan of like the Darksiders franchise, so I, I just saw this as the perfect option. So combat itself, the actual hack and slash, is really fun, um, especially with the co-op. It's it's just one of those games where you just jump oh, in together, and it it just it's just mindless fun, really. You know, you just kind of like slapping things, and and there's like little executions. Hmm. Um, it's just it's just fun. There's lots of effects on the screen. It's just fun, um, and it's what you want from a co-op game, really. Something to yeah. like just de-stress and have fun with someone. Yeah. Um, and the game itself is actually really not like really like nice graphically as well it's really colorful well, that's good um, sometimes those sort of uh, games can can suffer in the in the graphic sort of department you know yeah exactly which is like another reason like you know when people are comparing it to diablo diablo is quite basic in its graphics um in terms of like every diablo game that's released yeah. yeah it's been very like um like a, a kind of washed out color palette like very grays and yellows and um Whereas this is really colourful. And that was like one of the reasons I kind of wanted to get the game. Because um, I am someone who loves graphics. And I love just appreciating the art of, of games. Um, and yeah, it is really nice looking. Um, and then there's kind of like the the progression. is It's quite cool. Like um, a lot of the stuff you kind of uh, will find or you'll buy in a shop. So you can increase your health and you have um, a wrath meter for like abilities. And you can you can kind of find those, or you can buy like upgrades, um, and you get um, each character has six different uh, like uh, they're called enhancements, um, which essentially change. Uh, so for Strife, it changes his ammo type, um, okay. so he gets loads of different. So those six, they're like very different ammo types. So like uh, one when you shoot enemy uh, enemies, health orbs like drop out of them. Nice. Um, yeah, so like stuff like that, um, and then that will consume Ooh, that. And you have to actually like, like, yes, what were you going to say? Sorry, Ooh, like really like shifts up the gameplay almost. Yeah, exactly, and like you can switch them on the fly. So, um, so I played War um, mainly just because I, I play like you know it's a good choice there. Wars I just War is a beast, and I'm like I've only someone ever who played loves... um, the first Darksiders, but yes. I just remember that War being just a monster. He just, is. He's just, just such a good story in that first one. It just it just fit my playstyle better. I'm someone who loves to be in the thick of it, you know. So I was like, stay on the edge, be shooting in from afar, or just jump right into it, be in the thick of it. And I was like, yeah, that's me. I'll, I'll be War, um, and yeah. He, he's he's really beastly but he, yeah he can switch uh, like on the fly as well his enhancements um and one of his um will like steal health from enemies because obviously he's in the thick of it so he needs to be a bit tankier um and then the other one i really used a lot was um something called death touch where if um you apply death touch to an enemy when they die they explode and then that will spread the death touch yeah, and so it, and it just creates these really nice, like you know, more more nice effects on the screen because they explode into this like um, kind of turquoisey particles, and it is it's just one of those nice things. But yeah, so th- there's those different enhancements, um, but the the kind of the main like progression element is uh, something called creature cores, uh, and these will randomly drop from an enemy, and they will be attributed to that enemy. So it will be you know whatever enemy you killed will drop that creature core. Um, and it's 
it's really weird because you get like a menu that you would expect and you can yeah. fill them you can fill these major they call major and minor cores so there's big cores that do more things um so it could you know in, enhance your attack power or it could just do a random effect like you you can't be staggered or something like that um so that they just do these random things but the unique thing about them is you have a, a limited amount of slots um but you if you put a uh so each orb will have an attributing uh, uh type so it'll either be attack wrath or um health yeah and if you put uh, an orb in a slot that is uh preset to that so you will be able to see so a, a slot will have a little symbol on it and if you yeah. match the symbol you'll get a bigger bonus got yeah so you have this uh, like element of okay, I want this one, but I'll actually get a better bonus from this one. So, yeah. you know, is, is there any point? Because, um, like I said, like at the beginning of the game, it's fine. But when you actually start getting more orbs than you can actually slot, yeah. you sit there like, oh, I, re- I want that one, but that one's like going to be not going to give me right the now. bonus. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, I should really just... So, you know, in the end, you should really always just go for those bonuses, which makes you pick and choose uh, with a lot more kind of ruthlessness. And then yeah. the other cool thing with it is you can level up the creature cores by collecting more of them um, to enhance it further. And then, uh, so the max is three, um, but some slots are actually capped. So you've only got a certain amount of level three slots that you can actually use. And so you have to sit there and say, oh, do I sacrifice the level you know, three on this one to put it at level two so I can get another level three core in? See, there's this constant like balancing act of oh, what do I want you know, to improve and what am I willing to slightly sacrifice? Mm. Um, Which I think is like really good for progression because it never really ends. Even once you have all the cores. Yeah. You could even like, I mean, we've collected all the cores and if I went back, I know that I would sit there and I would tweak it and I'd be like, I could probably just move that one there and then that one there and mm, then it's like 5% more damage. And I'd be (laughs) sitting there doing that and it's, it's petty, but it's just kind of fun to sit there and like tweak it. Um, so yeah, like overall, that like uh, the game is really fun, and that's why we played it. It's just fun, um, you know, collecting items, uh, just chopping through like hordes of enemies. It's just mindless fun, really. Mm. But I do have a big problem with it. Okay, and that that is it's buggy. It's really buggy. Uh, that's a shame. And I did not expect it when you look at it from the outset. It looks like a really polished game because of how pretty it is as well. Yeah, and then you get in. And like, don't get me wrong. These aren't like game breaking bugs. Um, but Just annoying. They're like, exactly. That's what I've put. It, it's so. For example, there's quite a bit of, uh, bit of platforming. They've always had that in the Dark Souls game. I don't know if you remember in the first one they had it as yeah, well. Yeah, I remember um, annoying me. Yeah, and it's always been never good in these games. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've always said, and I said, why have we got to 2019? One, they can't fix the platforming. Two. They kept it in and they could, like, you know, why not just remove it? It's not yeah. a part of the game that anybody's Make ever Make it more really action done. adventure. Yeah. Like, there's been so many little bugs that just, they just frustrate you. You know, they're just like, oh, it's just like that constantly. Oh. And I, I've just put like, they're minor bugs and like, you know, it, it, it's not game breaking. It, like, there's never been a point where um, we've had a game breaking bug, but they're just frustrating and it stops the game from being really good and really fun um because of that um but yeah i mean i mean 
I, I would recommend it if you're looking for like a co-op game that you you know you just want to play like of an evening or something it's it's really good um especially if you love the dark side of the universe like i do um like the story itself as well I probably should talk about that the story itself is actually really good and there's a lot well, of characters good. um that have even though it is a prequel there's a lot of characters that are in it that technically have returned to the game obviously but it being a prequel um, yeah you know it it, it, it will be their first chronological appearance yeah but they they, you know there's all um loads of returning characters um and there's some new characters that are fun um but i i love the the world they've set up with the the horsemen um in darksiders i I really love their personalities yeah and i really love their designs i think like all of them look absolutely awesome um so yeah it is a really good game it's just played with bugs that you'd think Mm. wouldn't be in it at this point um so yeah, I'd the recommend one, it though. The one question I'd have for you about it was yeah. as someone who doesn't play uh, like a lot of co-op, could I, because you know, I love I love playing, I love the first Darksiders and I've been meaning to play two and three for ages. But as someone who plays that solo, is this a game mm-hmm. I could dive into solo? Or uh, Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think it'd be anywhere near as fun, but... Yeah. I definitely think it works solo. Um, I've heard there's a lot less bugs solo, which makes sense. Okay. Um, because obviously the game's dealing with less, you know. Um, Going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially because when you do play solo, it's not like you get a, an AI companion. You just switch characters whenever you feel like. Right. So it's literally like an instant, you know, um, on, on a controller, it would be LBA and you'd instantly just switch, switch, switch. And you can just do it as many times as you want. Um and then, like, you can do a special, like, synergy move where, you know, you, you'll do this big move and then they'll come, like, swooping in, a bit like a fighting game. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, it definitely works on its own. Um, I just don't think it would be, you know, it would have that same kind of level of fun where you're just yes. kind of going through it together, just chatting um, and smashing hordes of demons. Um, for, for you, though, personally, I would recommend 2. I think 2 would be something you'd love if you haven't yeah. played that. Yeah, it's it's an RPG. So it's it's this big open world kind of adventure and you play as death, you know? Yes. Like, it like I don't know, you might if you like one, I would definitely recommend two because one's very linear. Um Yeah, that's why two, I like one. Yeah, two um kind of you know, it, it it's linear, but it has this open world element and it um it's also just it improves on a lot of the kind of kind of clunkiness that one has. Um, so I would definitely re- recommend if it comes in because I'm pretty sure it will come into the Game Pass if it's not already Darksiders 2 because um, they've got a remaster as well the Definitive Edition yeah I've got that but I've only played the first one. Oh, really? one and oh, two on it hasn't it oh uh, you should definitely play the second one I've only played the first one yeah. yeah well once you're done with the first go for the second one I think you'd enjoy that yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll get around to it at some point. I've got <laughs> such a backlog of games that I've bought in the sale or I've got the I know the feeling. Or, and I'm just <laughs> looking at them. Every time I load up my Xbox, I actually sit there for about 10 minutes 
decided and I look at all the games and I'm, I've got installed. <laughs> yeah. And I, sometimes I, I just turn it off. Yeah, because you don't know what to go with. The overwhelmed feeling, you yeah. Start, you start contemplating. I do the same. You start contemplating. Which one should I start now? Because you're like, well, if I start one, I've got to stick to it or I should at least yeah, stick to or it. Or I'm yeah. like, oh, I've, yeah, I've I just really want to finish that yeah. one and yeah. that one. I should probably finish those. And then yeah. I'm like, mm, but I can't all play this one. Yeah, that's me as well at the minute. Um, <laughs> so you probably realised I didn't say too much throughout that. And that, that was, in fact, I didn't say anything. Um, I was enjoying listening to you about Darksiders. Um, but okay. the reason I didn't say much was because as much as it sounds fun and I'm sure it's a fun, simple game to enjoy. And I even, while you we while we was talking, I actually looked up a couple just like images of it and stuff like that. Um, do you just, agree that it looks nice? Yeah, but I just can't enjoy games at that style, at that camera angle. I just oh, can't. Oh, really? No, I just, do you know what? I've I've seen trailers for Darksiders through, like, from the first one up to more recently. And I always think, like you say, the setting, the characters make it look so cool. But I'm just like, then I that see. That is the only game in that camera angle. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The others are all third person. Third person. Oh, really? They're like God of War. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. I thought they were yeah, all yeah. like that. Uh, but but yeah, I, oh, but I, yeah, I just looked at that and I was just like, I, I must have just looked at this one before play, then. You should play um, War three. Mastered. Right. Um, no, play but, three. Or three. Well, Bradley's saying three. I say three's, three's really, you know why? Three's oh, souls like, but it's really forgiving. So right. um, it's more like Jedi Fallen Order. Type yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, if I was oh, I Jack, didn't realize I'd that. start chronologically. Yeah. If yeah. they're on Game Pass. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. You now might that Bradley them. spoke about it, it'll be on the Game Pass next week. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they listen to our podcast and just put on. Probably. Like, yeah. Write that down. Bradley, what did he say? What did he ask for? Did he, dark side? Go, go, dark side. Get him. Buy them. Just buy them. <laughs> wait, wait a week and chuck it on the game pass uh, <laughs> need ubisoft to listen to us now yeah yeah spin the cell give us a spin the cell. <laughs> but yeah no, I, yeah I, I it does sound great and to be fair it does look look nice i just can't play games like that in with that camera angle. um only because give the others a go though yeah maybe i'll give the others a go but i just can't um for me it's just like i don't know it's like a like a um a Mental block. Yeah, mental block. Like I just had then when I couldn't get what I was trying to say out. Um, <laughs> I look at them and the second I look at them, I'm like, nope, I put off. Straight yeah. away. It doesn't matter I used to do good. that. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter how good the game is. I would never give it a go if it was like that, I don't think. Just because... That's fair enough. Unless unless it was free and I was I had nothing else to play and I was like, actually, I was just it with someone else. But, <laughs> that's harsh. <laughs> yeah. no, but that's just because it's just my, my style. Just that, yeah. It has to be free and there's Dancing. nothing else in the world. <laughs> my, my brother was watching me watch Wasteland Freeze trailer and I was right. like, oh, this looks amazing. Oh, it's on Game Pass. Oh, I can't wait to play it. And he went, that's not a real game. <laughs> that doesn't look a real game. And he's like, what? That's 60 quid. Why is that 60 quid? Yeah. That's not a real game. I'm like, no, it's, it's a professionally a made, developed. It's like, it's not Call of Duty. It's not like <laughs> a traditional AAA. Uh, it just really made me laugh. And he says it about all these games. And I'm like, well, it may be. Just not his style, yeah. Your, it's not your style. But, <laughs> but it is to others, yeah. But people, but people work really hard on that. And it's. Yeah. You know, Wasteland Freeze heralded as like one of the best RPGs of this console generation. Yeah, mm. I love it. I think it's great. Mm. But um, yeah, you got any any last thoughts on that, Bradley? Or um, no, good, but please fix it, developers. <laughs> fix the old bugs. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll still still the show now, and I'll move on to my review of this week. So my review is a little bit different. Uh, I believe I'm the first one to do a review for a DLC. You are. 
Oh, so first ooh. DLC review. So I haven't nice. actually reviewed the game. Uh, <laughs> the game, Free Kingdoms. Um, but I might do an overview review once all the DLCs came out. Because okay. the way Total War sort of works is, at least modern Total War, each DLC feeds into the game mm-hmm. at, at the, the base level. So if you want to talk about the finished game, I think I'll wait till all the DLCs are out. And then be like, hey, look, here's how much you'd pay for the game and all the DLCs. And then I'll talk about a little bit if I think it's worth it and what DLCs you could skip, stuff like that. But specifically Mm -hmm. for today, I'm talking about the Furious Wild DLC for um, Total War Free Kingdoms. So Total War Free Kingdoms came out, I believe it was 2019, last year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love Free Kingdoms. It is traditional total war. Yeah. So thousands of on-screen people, you know, um, 120 guys in a unit. Uh, and, you know, you have archers, cavalry, you have infantry, you have landmarks, you have garrison buildings, mm-hmm. you have the traditional trappings of a war simulator, right? Yeah. Where one yeah. aspect of it is a campaign map. Yeah. And you have buildings and structures and it's like an empire management thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then the mm-hmm. second aspect is you build armies and then when these armies clash, it loads down into a battle simulator where you control individual units and it's, you know, a, a simulation, a war mm-hmm. simulation. Right. That's just what the franchise is as all as, a, as an overview. Um, but Free Kingdoms was really interesting because it took this branch where there's two different game options. There's... Um, uh, records mode which tries to be completely historical right and records mode is really fun and it's more sort of for people who want their historical accuracy mm-hmm. but then they have a mode that i always play called romance mode right and <laughs> this is amazing because did you ever play did either of you ever play dynasty warriors yeah i did yeah yeah bradley like that. dynasty warriors no but i played warriors orochi Ah, oh, oh, let no. down. Yeah, well, Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty isn't, Warriors that, isn't that related to Dynasty Warriors? It is because it's the same time period. Dynasty Warriors right. is set in the Three Kingdoms time period, and it's based on the romance of the Three Kingdoms, which is um, so. We the Three Kingdoms is a historical time period, yeah, yeah. But the romance is a fictional piece of writing based on the history. It's, so if you say the romance edition, is that what it is? It's very much like, you know, <clears throat> we know that like Troy and the Siege of Troy happened and stuff, but the Iliad, which is the book that accounts it, is a, is a fanta, fanta, um, fantasy right. sort yeah, of yeah. interpretation of historical events, right? Right. And that's what romance mode is in the game. That's cool. You have, Ooh. it changes your leaders. So in records, your leader will lead a retinue of troops. So if he's a cavalry guy, he has 120 cavalry with him. But if you put it on romance mode, he becomes a one-man Dynasty Warriors-style <laughs> army. And you can just send him in and he'll just kill like 200 dudes. <laughs> and like do martial arts and they have all these like matched animations. And it's so... And then if the hero's getting duels, it's like Dynasty Warriors. Right. And they duel it out and no one interrupts the duel and they have this fight. Hmm. And that usually ends with like one decapitating the other or something. 
these it makes for these really really epic yeah um sort of moments where your armies are engaging and your generals are having these one-on-one yeah, showdowns showdowns um and it's a really fun dynamic but that's just a, a brief overview on the game um talking about the dlc in particular the furious wild is incredible dlc because it is if you buy it now i think it's about six pounds right okay so it's six pounds and i say this every time um total war does a dlc the amount of content you get for six pounds like you you'd spend this on a skin or a couple of skins in other games but for this you're getting a whole new race pack expansion like like 30 new units, new unit roster, new animations, expansion of the map, the actual in-game map. Uh, and and every single DLC is released alongside free quality of life up- updates. Right. And this one included a new type of fortress battle. Right. And it completely revamped the center of the map so that you could no longer go through rivers. You had to go through these forts. Right, okay. And so basically every time you get a DLC, even if you don't buy the DLC, you get these free update and it adds all these quality of life improvements. And the only, you get whatever's added in the DLC. Mm-hmm. You just can't play as them. Right. So the Nan Man, which is the faction that's added in the Furious Wild, even if you don't buy the DLC, you can still fight them. Right. You can still charge over there and, and have battle with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You just can't play them. Yeah. So it's such a, a, you never miss out really, if that no, makes any sense. You, you know, like it, yeah. when games release DLCs and it segregates like player bases, yep. it segregates yeah. content. This doesn't do that, um, which I think is really good. Yeah. Um, but shall I, shall I tell you a little bit about why I've been loving this DLC? And uh, yes. So the Nan Man are a um, Southern Chinese tribe an ethnic tribe that are very different from Imperial Chinese, which are the, the base sort of faction in the game. Mm-hmm. And they're amazing because their units are just hilarious. So your normal infantry are garbage. Right. They're awful. Like they're unwashed barbarians yeah, yeah. who will get murdered by the Han, who are the elite Chinese yeah, infantry. Yeah, yeah. But what you have is you have tigers... You have war elephants hmm. and you have a load of other crazy tribal just madness. And literally, I cannot tell you how entertaining it is to see a unit of 326 um, axemen uh, all standing there ready and you just send your 12 elephants through them. <laughs> and I'm not kidding <laughs> you. It's just, just a stampede. It's just bodies. They go flying. They get crushed. It's like gore. It's like... Poof. And every time I do it, I'm like, I know my geezers are useless, but <laughs> you just charge the elephants into like choke points and then run them away and then charge and like avoid like spears. Yeah. But I had so much fun. Honestly, <laughs> just elephants. Like literally, I, I watched a guy who who'd played it early before it came out. And he said, um, you can get four elephants from the get-go as one of the characters. But the, the downside is they're ex- insanely expensive. Right. So they're hard to maintain in, a, in mm. an army. So literally all I did was I deleted all his troops so I could afford the four elephants. And I was winning battles just with just four them. squadrons yeah. of elephants. Yeah. Like, they're, they're not... My brother was joking and he went, this is just OP. 
And I was like, well, it is, but by the same extent, you still have to be tactical. Because you can't it, yeah. just charge them into spearmen. Yeah. Because the spearmen will kill them. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's very much a case of you use them to take down mm. enemy infantry, enemy archers, yeah. enemy cavalry as well. And then you let your rubbish, half-naked dudes fight the spearmen, right? Yeah, yeah. Just mm-hmm. leave them there. And so you still have to be tactical because, you know, if there's a battle, then spearmen and stuff will be interlaced. So you have to pull them out. You have to focus. There's micromanagement. Um, but it's just, it's one, it's one of these DLCs that Free, Free Kingdoms got a lot of slack when it came out for being very vanilla. Right. Because if you ever played like Rome Total War, you had all these different cultures and races. And, you know, you had the Egyptians, you had the Romans, yeah. you had the Celts. You had the Britons, you had all these different races. And then you go to Free Kingdoms where you basically had Chinese bandits, yeah, Chinese dynasty and Chinese warlords. Mm-hmm. So it was very like, it was quite samey. Yeah. It lacked like the distinction that other Total Wars had because of the geographical area it was focusing on. But the Nan Man have completely died smashed out of the water Hmm. and they're just hilarious Hmm. they're just so entertaining i will never get tired of watching elephants just trample Trample. 100 dudes just like out the gate it's just i don't know it's you just you just watch it and you just smile and (laughs) i saw this thing and it was like uh there was an article ages ago that said should gamers be held accountable for virtual war crimes right <laughs> it's a meme of total war players and then just in the corner sweating yeah <laughs> like i didn't just beat that army and then execute the 380 prisoners of war <laughs> and then trample their leader with my elephant it's brilliant no i never did that um but yeah so i'll just say as much as if you've got free kingdoms um you know, I definitely recommend getting Furious Wild. Mm. You know, it's six, it's six quid and it adds so much content and it's yeah. so fun. And even if you're listening and you're thinking about um, a Total War, you know, I, I, I still think Total War Warhammer is actually probably the best one for like a, a, a new person to the Total War franchise. Yeah. Because there's less to, to sort of cope with. Um, in Warhammer, it's more straightforward. Yeah. But if you are into strategy games, if you're into these complex things, I, I, seriously, I, I really recommend giving Free Kingdoms a go. Mm. Like even, they do like Steam sales all the time. Yeah. Like, so if you just waited for it to go on Steam sale, you could pick it up and all the DLCs for like a bargain. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you'd be absolutely laughing. Um, and like I say, one day I might when all the DLCs come out, I might do an overview, Hmm. but as much as I can say, this is the best DLC for free kingdoms so far. And it's just hilariously entertaining. Yeah, it does sound it. Um, yeah, it does sound it, and uh, yeah, I, I have I convinced you to buy it, Bradley? Because I think you're no. the only one with the specs to run it. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, no, no, uh, unfortunately, I I struggle so much to get into like RTSs and did stuff. Did you try like Troy at all? Nope, have still haven't. Right? No, Just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I went through a time. I feel like of, it's not the best one, Troy. I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. From what from what I've also heard, like the fact that I've also heard that it's not, and I haven't even loaded it up. I haven't even downloaded it to be fair. Um, yeah, I went through a time of playing like uh, StarCraft Two, and like I thought that was like you know intense, but like 
that's nowhere near the level <laughs> that you need for like these types of games. I just get too bored. I just get distracted. Like I want a game where I'm like physically doing stuff a lot of the time. So I, I, I yeah. I think the Warhammer friend, the Total War Warhammer, especially number two, where you've got dragons and your nation dragon breaths, and there's mm-hmm. all these giant monsters because it's so. When you're commanding these big monsters, and especially like characters, it feels so much more. Because I get what you mean. Because Free Kingdoms and the more traditional Total Wars, they you feel like a commander, right? You feel mm-hmm. like you're pushing troops out. You don't really feel in the action. But with Total War Warhammer, where your general is just one character and you can control the artillery guns and you can control the dragon and yeah, does sound pretty cool. Madness going on. That is it, it, it takes the way where it felt like you're on the back seat and those Total War Warhammer battles are you really where the game shines. Really where it's super intense and it's super sort of so I don't think you get bored with Total War Warhammer. Mm. Right. Okay. Well there you go. You can mm. check that one out if you want. Yeah, I'll wait for it to go into sale or something. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's a big price tag now, Bradley. Oh, is it? Why? Yeah. How, is it? How, when, when did it come out? Well, it, the first one came out in 2016. But what they've done is if you own the first one and second one, the maps combined into one giant map. Right. And then if you own all the deer... So, you, you can play it without all the DLCs because the content's still added. You just can't play anything that requires the D- DLCs, if that makes sense. So okay. you can fight everything that is the DLCs and it will appear in your game. But mm-hmm. if you wanted to recruit a cert- certain unit from a DLC or play as a faction from a DLC, you can't do that. You can only fight right. them. Um, so that's what I quite like. It's, it's not super punishing, but if you wanted to like, own all the content... Mm-hmm. you're probably talking like 200 quid like for oh. both of them for all the oh. stuff oh, without a sale don't think i'm going to be getting into yeah it's, War. <laughs> it's fine if you started with it from the first one yeah um but it, the the price tag to getting into it now and that's only going to get worse when the third one comes out mm. and they're doing it like the, the Jeez, price tag yeah. yeah wow yeah well i don't think uh i'll be uh Looking <laughs> you're like me no i think i'm past then <laughs> yeah, I think and it's I'll... also it's a it's a system destroyer yeah it uh, even like my laptop which has got really good specs um you know it's not uncommon for it to get up to like 70 80 degrees mm. in the big battles yeah and it's like is it gonna blow up yeah <laughs> that's the risk i'll take so you, won't be, <laughs> you won't be playing it on nintendo ds or anything no <laughs> on your psp um <laughs> any final uh, comments or no just if you own free kingdoms get the furious wild and if you're into strategy games maybe give free kingdoms a go it's well worth your time yeah okay well um moving on to uh my review for the week uh which is a i've gone again the other way and i've gone for film um so there's not to be honest with you my review is only quite brief um so i watched a film the other night called ready or not which was released last year um it is straight away i'll tell you a little fact you know i love my horror films right this is a horror, a horror comedy, which I hate. I hate horror comedies because you can't merge them two things together and do it it's well. Similar. Scary movie. 
Yeah, but that's not, scary. but they're not actually scary, uh, like scary at all. It's like when it's horror comedy, that's more of a comedy. Like horror comedy for me, um, I'll give you a prime example. Did any of you see Krampus? Right. Krampus no. is like a, so Krampus is like an urban legend thing about like if you're Evil naughty Santa. at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Right. But when it came out, I was like, oh, it's a horror film around Christmas time. And then I saw the trailer for it and I was like, what on earth is this thing? So then I tried to watch it a couple of months ago and it's got the guy from Step Brothers in it. And straight away I was like, oh, this is just going to be so, so poor. Um, and I watched it and yeah, it was funny, but it was just like, I'd rather them have just called it a comedy because nothing was scary about it anyway. It was just, I mean, I, I get if you don't watch horror films, maybe it'd scare you. But um, point being, I don't like horror comedies. Um, pick one or do the other. Um, this film is a horror comedy. So I watched it with not a lot of hope. But I had seen the trailers and I did like the look of it. So basically a real simple premise, um, really fun premise as well. So um, it's a newlywed couple. Um, the wife or wife to be is marrying into a super mega rich family, like an old, you know, old school family. Old that, yeah, old money. Right. Basically, they've made their get their money through board games. Their okay, family have made their cool. money through board games. So they they the start of the film is they have the wedding um and she has said to her partner that you know uh, he said you know his family are a bit weird um and it's you know it all seems a bit weird and but whatever they're getting married um so they get married at the estate at the family estate and they have the ceremony and everything and they go back to their room honeymoon suite which is just one of the bedrooms um and he says oh i forgot to tell you there's like one more weird family tradition before you know you're welcomed into the family and that is that at midnight we all gather around downstairs in the games room um and you pick a board game and we play it and then once the board game's done regardless of the result you're welcomed in so she's a bit like that's a bit weird but whatever if it's a family tradition everyone's done it um they'll do it so basically they go downstairs and the dad, the, the dad of the family gives like some big speech about, you know, it's their family tradition, blah, 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 blah. Um, and what ends up happening is that the, the, the new member of the family, um, as they are being welcomed in, they get a box and they put a blank card in it and then they like do some weird thing with it, shake it up and that, and then it randomly select prints a game onto that card and yeah. pops it out. So, there's all these, it could print out any board game. It could print out chess. It could print out anything. Um, and she gets hide and seek. And when she does, mm. everybody go freezes and goes a bit weird. Now she just thinks it's a big joke or whatever. So she goes, are we really going to play like hide and seek? And they're like, yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah it's tradition. And yeah. And especially in this massive estate. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, they're like, yeah, we have to, it's tradition. Everyone starts acting really weird. And basically she leaves the room and goes to hide. Cause she obviously has to be the person to hide. And they say that, She's pulled the one unlucky card there. They believe. So it turns out they actually believe in like the devil and things like that. Right. She's pulled the one game out of all of the cards she could put pick, which basically means that they have to sacrifice her to Satan. Right. Whoa. So she runs off to hide and then the family, including boyfriend, he doesn't want to be part of it because he knows what it means, but he, she could have just got a normal game. She's just unlucky. <laughs> she yeah? just got a normal boyfriend. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, they all then uh, gather weapons from like the armory and stuff. And I mean like medieval weapons, like crossbows, hunting rifles, like um, bow and arrows, um, spears, axes, things like that. Um, Cause it's an ancient household. Um, and they have, they just go out. They, she doesn't know this cause she's hiding somewhere and they just go out to kill her. All of them. Yeah. And like the family just, it's so 
blase because they're like, oh, this again. This happened a couple, like it's happened once. It's happened in with the, Johnny's it, well, it, That's what they said. And it's like, it's so blase because they're like they're not they seem like quite a normal family and then like the old granny she picks up a battle axe and it's just like it's just mental because she's got no idea what's going on she's just hiding the boyfriend though the husband doesn't want any part of it but he knows that the family are going to take it seriously and she says before she runs off she says well what happens if you know i you know when does this game you know she said well there's no way of winning hide and seek is there because eventually you're going to find me and he says well if you can hide until morning then you win and it turns out the reason for it is that if the sun rises before she's dead and sacrificed, they believe that Satan will kill them all. Oh, geez. Yeah, because they're like proper black cold. Anyway, the film is just, it's serious and it's got quite a creepy aspect because obviously they turn into these real like cult loving, mm. like, you know, lunatics. But it isn't a scary film. But they do the comedy with the horror in a way that is not, over the top like it's almost funny mm-hmm. because it's really like it's really gruesome and it's very like i think the blase fact is what makes it funny because the family are all just normal people and yet they're about to commit these atrocious yeah. thing, like they they've got some weapons that are like gonna be awful murders like if they kill someone with and they're just all blase about it like there's like one of the <laughs> one of the cousins in the family he's him and his he's and his wife are in there or whatever and he's just like a bit of a drunk or whatever and he's carrying around this ancient crossbow and he goes to the toilet to watch a YouTube video on how to use the crossbow. Cause it's so ancient. He doesn't even know how to use it. And like, it's just like things like that. Like, and he's willing to just kill this girl for no reason because he believes that he has to, otherwise Satan's going to kill them. Jeez. And I won't say anything more than that really, but it's just a great fun film. It's gory. It's it's fast paced because there's a lot going on. Um, obviously she takes a bit of like a, she goes from like the innocent bride who knows nothing to a bit of like a survival of the heroine. fittest. Yeah. Yeah. Survival of the fittest thing. And she turns into a bit of a, like, you know, a badass killer, but um, because she realizes she has to survive. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's great. And I thought it was, it's really well made. Um, it's the effects are good. Um, it's it's not too long. It's you know your typical horror film length. It's fun. It's f- there was bits where I was like, that's actually really funny. Like and for me to like a horror comedy, it must have been good, good because I, they didn't overkill the horror and they didn't overkill the comedy. They just nicely merged the two things together, and it was almost like the whole film was a weird experience because you're just like, I'm not sure whether to laugh or be terrified because mm. it's just like that's so messed up that a group of normal people so as much as you said don't do horror and comedy together that's well done this is the one exception that for me that's the one horror comedy film i can think of anyway i've probably seen others i liked but for me that's the one that comes to mind that i think that was done really well um because they didn't Mm -hmm. overkill any aspect they just put them really nicely in the middle and went enjoy yourself but it's ready or not is it ready or not yeah and you can um, watch it in the moment um on i mean it's probably on other stuff but it's on sky cinema at the moment like literally you know you can just ready to watch download like you can just play so yeah um there's not really anything else to say about it other than that i just you know if you want a fun film that's a bit different to what you guys usually would watch that's just quite an enjoyable experience and it's um i I won't say anything about it spoiler wise but the ending like the very ending is actually really really ironically funny they they really play on the whole devil thing and like whether or not like satan's real yeah Yeah. and it's really funny like really funny but um I really did chuckle, but yeah. So if you want to watch something interesting or something different, watch your horror comedy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to keep talking now and oh, he loves, he loves talking. This yeah. Time, and I'm <laughs> straight on to our quiz. Oh. 
So Ooh. I'm really excited about this because I really want to see how, how you do with this. I did It is my quiz. And I didn't make it too difficult, but at the same time, mm. I wanted it to be interesting. So I went for something that both of you know, as far as I'm aware, very little about. And, okay. and if you really thought had time to sit and think about it, you would have probably assumed I would have done this at some point. Um, <laughs> but I decided to do a Ghost of Tsushima quiz, right? <laughs> That's unfair. Well, you're not supposed to know loads about it. So I thought. No, yeah, this is good. Yeah, so I haven't. Unless made you've been sneakily looking things up on the no, side. I, I haven't made no, things. I haven't. <laughs> no, yeah. I haven't made these questions ridiculously hard. Um, I've tried to keep them relatively simple, but just more like they'll probably just be pretty much take a guess is this you going how much have you listened to me in the past like this is me weeks? saying like if you really listen <laughs> no i'm joking it's not because they're not those sort of questions but anyway imagine if this was just jack's like vindictive yeah yeah, like, yeah. You been so you haven't been listening <laughs> yeah so um, i'm just going to kick things off with question number one um which should be the easiest one if you've paid seen anything about the game um so what is the name of the game's main character is it a jin sakai B, Yin Sakai, or C, Zin Sakai? Okay, I'm going to go with A. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I thought it was Jin. You're go- both going for A, yeah? Yeah. Correct. I did. I oh, think thank I God. To, if you'd got that wrong, I'd have been a bit shocked. I wouldn't have got the last name if you'd like started mixing those up, but, but I was pretty sure. Yeah, it was I Jin. thought I'd just stick with the, because then I thought it, then that way it could be any of the first names. But um, it's definitely mm-hmm. not. What was your second one? <laughs> Yin. Yin. Yeah. Yin. Yin. <laughs> right. Number two, uh, which of these is not a main character in the game? Is it A, Yuna, B, Kenzie, C, Taka? Which is not. This is, this is unfair. They're pretty much all like <laughs> names that you would find involved. in the well, game. That's, that's, well, that's, that's why I did it because they're like. Can I, have, can I have them one more time? Yep. Yeah. So you've got A, yeah. Yuna. B, Kenzie. C, Taka. Okay. Which is not a main character. Oh, I I have no idea. I mean, when I say a main character, I mean like any of the characters that you meet along the journey are pretty much main characters. So unless they're like side, I'm not talking like basic, basic side quest characters, just talking about main, main characters. What are you going for, Chris? Because I'll just, I'll just pick around that. For some reason, I'm tempted to go with A. Because Una right. sounds like some random villager you just meet on a side quest. <laughs> like, like, like a hobo. Who's <laughs> just like, like, like that one woman who didn't yeah. run away from the Mongolians. <laughs> yeah, that one. Who's That's still who stuck. I'm joking. Like, so you gotta go I with... don't know. It just, for whatever reason. Rings a bell. What are the other two again? Uh, Kenzie. So Kenzie, I, c- I can or, buy that. Or Taka. And Taka, I'm just like, I can see a little side yeah, but... guy called Taka. So yeah, I... same. I can see the last two, which is why I think it's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like it's always the ones that you you think, oh, that's definitely it. So right. I'm I'm going for one of the last two. So you're going. Uh, I'm going. I'm going. You know, because she just screamed. Yeah, okay. And what are you? And what are you, <laughs> what are you going for, Bradley? I'll go for Taka. <laughs> okay, it's two Japanese. Right, you are both wrong. Ah, uh, oh. Enzi is not a character in the game at all. Oh, um, and Yuna is like the um strangely enough yuna is like the oh, main witch lady she's like the main main character like aside from <laughs> yourself um and taka strangely enough is her brother so they are actually brother and sister and they're by far in the Wait, game so you made the it second was... one up i made the second one up what was the it name was again japanese enough. kenzie I, yeah and it was and i spelt it k-e-n-x-i 
I even well, we didn't. We can see. No, I know. No, I know. But if you told me the spelling, I would have said it's that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. So you got one out of two so far. Question three: What is the name of your abilities which enable you to heal yourself or perform special attacks? Is it referred to as A. Your honor, B. Your chi, or C. Your resolve? So this is annoying because. Chi is Chinese in Chinese mm-hmm. martial arts. And honor is samurai. But I don't know if it crosses over to Japan. Because I know it's huge and it's this. It's, if you think, oh. yeah. I'm not going to say too much, but think about obviously the characters. I think I'm going to stick with my guns and think, I think Chi is universal to Japan and China, so I'm going Chi. Okay, Bradley? Okay. I think, right, so it would make sense to be Honor mm-hmm. um, because of Samurai. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can play as the ghost and be, you know, dishonorable mm-hmm. means that that makes no sense. So then it should be Resolve. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Chi because it, I'll be so surprised if it's Chi because Chi is exclusive to China. Um, so realistically from that, I should go for Resolve. But you're going to go for... I don't know, though. Because like, how, <laughs> how much would they have played? In... Well, because, like, you know, Honor, Samurai, perfect. But then it's, no, you can play as the ghost. Okay, hey, but, how would it, no but how would it make you feel if I told you that, regardless of if you play as the ghost or not, um, this, these abilities have no impact on dishonorable skills or dishonorable um, attacks or anything like that? So you're saying it is on. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in a way to, no, I'm joking just go, I'm not giving you any more uh, I'm sticking with Chi yeah uh, well you're saying that so I'm going to have to go with Honor then you're going if with you, Honor if yeah. you baited me into the wrong answer <laughs> well I'm going to tell you that you're both wrong <laughs> oh, I hate you <laughs> I hate you so much <laughs> you can you, you know I got that <laughs> I know I just thought I'd bait him in so badly I can't believe you did that <laughs> no, Bradley that was good deduction skills yeah it is your result but again I went for things that it could quite easily be <laughs> so can I just confirm quickly yeah so far we've only got the first one right yeah, and yeah. We've got the- I got that one right and we all know it <laughs> Yeah, inside you did, Bradley. Um, so outside you. as well. I even proved how I got it. <laughs> yeah, it was really it show you're working out like they do on. It's, yeah, exams. literally, the I, got, reason, I got two out of three marks. The wrong the answer. reason the chi made me yeah, go I, was because I know in Dragon Ball they refer to chi at one point, mm. and I'm like, Dragon Ball is Japanese. Yeah, but then I was like, I swear, chi is like Chinese. It does, but, but that, yeah. I thought they all made sense. That's why I went from just because I thought they'd all make some kind of sense. But yeah, it is your resolve. Um, question four. Which family member does Jin have emotional conflict with during the story due to their beliefs and ways? Is it A, his brother, B, his uncle, C, his mother? Mm, that's a tough one. What are you guessing, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm torn between brother and uncle. For some reason, no, he's mumsy. Jin just screams, my mum died tragically, and now I'm slightly emo. <laughs> <laughs> from, from the character design. <laughs> just, <laughs> Jin screams, my mum died, and now I'm emo. Oh, Jesus. So, I, I don't think mummy Jin's gonna slaughter, And now I'm going to slaughter all of them. <laughs> and I, I think his brother would have probably died in the charge with him. I was, yeah, I, my initial thought was uncle. 
what are you going for? That was like before you even said it. I was like, he's got uncle issues. He's got. Un- he screams. <laughs> he screams uncle issues like. Um. Oh, that's so annoying. Who do you do you want uncle Bradley? I was yeah. I, I it was I between mother and uncle for me. It could be brother, but it was between those two. So I'm gonna go with uncle just because oh. I was like instantly uncle issues. He has uncle issues. I want to make un- it- uncle Jimmy. I want to make it interesting and go for a different one. Sorry. But I just want to say before we did this, yeah. I was going to go uncle. So okay. if it is uncle, okay. I should have won. Okay. But I'm going to go brother. Okay. Well, you'd have wished you stuck with it because it, <laughs> it was uncle. Um, yeah, so, yeah so he does have actual, uncle issues. So in actual fact. Um, why did I make it interesting? Why did I yeah, play just, into Bradley's No, no, you're doing the fun way. You're doing so, it my way. Just a bit of background on that. So he doesn't have a brother um, and his mother is not about either. Um, yeah so um he didn't have a brother in the first place but anyway um so yeah his uncle um is the clan leader of the samurai um and obviously they have massive conflict in the story because he um he believes strongly in these you know these honorable samurai beliefs and you're basically trying to tell him that with the invasion and with the way that your people have been slaughtered you've had to be he knows you've become the ghost over time or mm. becoming dishonorable and he keeps telling you not to but you're saying you're not going to win the war this way mm. and he won't let the old traditions die but so, you can right. play honorable can't you? oh yeah you can does but that change the dialogue or no not? there's elements of the story that have to like for example when they first teach you to stealth kill you have to do it so yeah. um but you can uh, that's disappointing i know but you can choose how me. you play from there but um but yeah it's yeah the, the, like there's cutscenes where either way you have to piss him off basically because yeah, yeah. he because he There's knows there's is, yeah there's issues with where you know you're trying to prove that the old way doesn't always work if you yeah. know what i mean um so yeah question five the last question um which of the following is not the name of a fighting stance in this game is it a earth stance is it b moon stance is it c water stance there's four okay. stances in total which one of them is not a stance Earth, moon, water. Logically, it has to be moon. It yeah, can't be water. Water has to be one. If water's not one, I'll be so surprised. Um, and then it's between earth and moon for me. I mean, unless it is water, but like moon doesn't make much sense. <laughs> but moon doesn't make much sense. Like, what no, would. It's an odd one out, isn't it? Earth, it like, represents, you know, like. Uh, stability and kind of like you know uh, defensive i love it unless water and the moon are linked somehow because obviously lunar tides moon oh yeah that's the only linkage i could see between the moon and water but then how would that linked but then what would be the i don't feel like if moon and water are linked then what would the other ones be because surely they're all linked Whereas yeah. it makes more sense mm-hmm. when you've got water, earth, mm-hmm. and then fire and air. <laughs> yeah, Avatar. Yeah, the Avatar, exactly. the last samurai. <laughs> <laughs> then how do you have a fire stance? A fire stance. It's just really aggressive, you know. Avatar, the last fire stance. It's, it's about the way you fight. It's not about like you know what you do. So you know, earth is very what, defensive. What, what fire is very for? aggressive. Um, I don't know, Chris. What are you going for? I'll go with something else. I'll keep it interesting. Um, for some whatever reason, I was between Earth and Moon. Um, mm-hmm. but for some reason, Moon just sounds like a really cool stance, even though it might be wrong. So I'm gonna go Earth. Okay, Bradley. No, I I think it's Moon. Like, as in, like, I think that is one. 
like why would you have put moon in there so i'm gonna go against everything i've said and say water <laughs> <laughs> i love how he just completely just dropped his whole well, thing because like I, you've got if it's moon no. this is, you're right. such a bait. so the it's correct answer is earth stance is not a stance Boom. So, oh, see i knew it so i knew it i said it was gonna be that one right so the stances are you're the, and this is strange so <laughs> the, the stances are water yeah, moon, wind, moon, and stone, which is not the same. Oh, that's cheating, Jack. No, that's not the same, right? That's cheating. No, I do have. No, it's not. I do have a bonus. Them's question. cheating words. I do have a bonus question I for you. Okay, right. Yeah, I, I, I like to work it out. Going in no, I don't know why I didn't just pick the answer. Random, I thought it was. You know what? I'm going to tell you just quickly what each stance is for, like what type of enemy, and then a bonus question for you. Um, if you can tell me which is my favourite, so. Stone stance is for swordsman. Okay. Water stance is for shieldsman. Mm-hmm. Wind stance is for spearman. And moon stance is for brutes. Moon no. is brutes. That's weird. I thought that. <laughs> I thought the name was really strange with moon and brutes because I was like, I don't really you think even stone understand. would be. Brute. And and also, if you so for example, just quick overview of them. So water stance is. Um, really quick upward slicing attacks because it's to knock the shield away and then get quick cuts in. Um, mm-hmm. Sword stance, obviously, a stone is obviously it's macho or macho, you know, it's the sword straight upwards, you know, you're taking this person on one one by one, you know, the, the, the classic samurai way. Yeah. Um, wind for the spearman is like, um, it's more like, flourishes and like um like parrying the spear out the way and then cut getting in like oh, that sounds like a bit of me yeah and what i love about the spear one is so the heavy attack for the spear is um if you hold it down i think it's the spear one i'm pretty sure if you hold it down and you let go of it he spin kicks and oh, like wow. he actually can kick them up into the air like if you <laughs> like if you hold it down um like you knock them off their feet um and then moon so moon is like, I mean, if you saw the stance, for, for example, it's about knocking them off balance because they're so big and powerful and then delivering like loads of damage. But it's like the way he holds the sword is, is like up. He holds the sword up above his head with no block. Right. Really. Um, and mm-hmm. actually every heavy attack to knock them off their feet is like three kicks. So he does like <laughs> three kicks and then like the last kicks, the heavy one that stumbles them. And then the, the light attacks are like, sword slashes but like really aggressive ones mm. like through um like light spamming on four honor yeah so <laughs> somebody tell me which of the four is my favorite hmm. i'm going wind okay yeah it sounds like it you even gave us a little extra fact about wind so you're gonna go for wind as well it could be the um a macho a macho <laughs> traditional sword probably yeah I, I, I fancy wind you're gonna go wind Bradley? Yeah, same. Okay, well, you are both wrong. Um, and it is actually, of all of them, I do, I would say that my favourite is the water stance for the shieldsman um, because I love the flourish of quick attacks. It's so satisfying to watch. Um, but if I put them in order, I would say water, then stone, because I love the, the sword on sword. Macho, um, yeah. macho. Um, water, stone, 
then wind and moon. I really don't like you moon. You threw us off by going too much into yeah. the wind. Well, I don't mm. like... You sounded like a wind fan. I don't yeah. like... I don't you like, like a wind fan, wind. boy. Um, the reason Bro. I don't like moon is <laughs> I, I only use moon against Bruce, and I never use it otherwise. Yeah, to, to, well, the way you've described it, I would never use that. It just doesn't it. look... Very, I just don't think it's very satisfying either. It just doesn't look very... Sounds very like it's such a nice name. Why would they name it after the moon? Yeah. Well, Ugh. you did average on that quiz you got like two out of five i think <laughs> yeah what but all the think? ones i got two of them wrong when i had the right answer <laughs> i deduced the right answer and then still went nah <laughs> yeah so that's my oh and um i am this is going to be my closing thought so if anyone else has a closing thought from here great but i'm going to just <laughs> summarize mine with ghost of Tsushima. um i am not even ashamed to you to tell you and anyone who listens to this podcast i was playing the story the other day more of it um and the game actually brought me to tears. I'm not even joking <laughs> you. No, gay, yeah, no, whatever. But seriously, that is how moving this story is. And I'm not going to say any more than that, but there was a bit That's in the so story. That's so cute. I, honestly, Bradley, no, I'm not even joking. It's no, but like, I, I, I haven't seen you cry in so long. So it's when, like... When a game can do that to you... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'll cry, but like, I love I, crying. So. Yeah, but, Especially someone like me who's but, really bad with emotions. No, but a game... And then I'm like, <laughs> my girlfriend's like, yeah. why have you no feelings? And then I'm like, oh, but this made me sad. Yeah, I played Halo. <laughs> I played Halo again. Um, but no, honestly, I will I will say no more than that because I think anyone who hasn't played the game deserves to play it without knowing about it. But there's a moment right. in the story and I was like, oh my God, that has just tore my heart out. And literally, I actually <laughs> took a break of playing it after that happened. I, to, <laughs> I paused it after the cutscene and I went, oh. I need a minute. Carry on. <laughs> and do you know what? When I carried on, I didn't feel as into playing it for a while. I was like, I need a little break from this. It, it did damage me massively. It's an abusive relationship. It is. So it is. Sad. I still love the game so much. I would just hate to replay the game just for that one bit. I would what, just have to skip it. What you haven't told us is, is you, you turned it off. You, you were sitting there crying. Courtney came in. She, <laughs> yeah. Domestic, but sort it out, man. Yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she actually did, was there and she came downstairs and she went, oh my God, what's the matter? And I went, I went, I can't even talk about it. She was like, she went, what? And then I started telling her about it. And she went, I don't want to know, actually. And I went, I went, she went, she went I don't want to know if it's going to make me sad too. I went, honestly, you have no idea the context. Of oh, this is. you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what I just lived through. But yeah, so <laughs> well, I'm going to finish the podcast on, uh, unless anyone oh. I just think I, I, my closing thought would be a bit more wholesome today. And I actually think, I think it's underrated how effective and powerful emotional moments yeah. can be in gaming at oh, times. Yeah. It is. Like mm-hmm. so, so many get, well, I think back have so many punchy heartfelt story mm-hmm. moments that do get you, you emotionally know. invested. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's a medium that's not taken as seriously as film, No, but I think for certain games it should be. Yeah. And do you not agree that it's sometimes more powerful than films are because right, you've yeah. lived it. it. You've lived it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree hundred percent. Cool. Well, that'll be the end of episode 12. Yeah, and we will see you next week. See you later, guys. See you later. See you next week.